Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Farballs, where a handful of mad actors attempt to survive the treacherous depths of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie Krakensbane Bellicom, Sam Krakens Kane Burns, and Ellie Crack Cocaine Sparrow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're playing the right character for that one, let's be we honest. Are. Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, welcome to episode 80, the Kraken Return. Ooh. I have no idea what this the, the episode will be Don't called. Don't you call No. <laughs> I suspect it will involve recruitment in the name. Because uh, we've got a recruiting <laughs> episode. But before we get on to that, uh, a quick word from past us. You may have noticed that, well, actually, as that of halfway through, yes, as of halfway through last episode, we sound delicious and smooth. That is because of you, gentle stowaways. Yes, um, you have donated enough money on our coffee page that we have been able to completely upgrade our tech. Yes, um, Thank you. we now have individual mics for everybody. We have like a terrifying-looking sound desk it thing. It makes sense to me. I I feel <laughs> sick when I look at it, but like it's amazing, and we're apparently going to sound like a hell of a lot better. Um, and it's I mean we had a good setup before, mm. but now this is I mean can I say a profession proper professional yeah. setup like I this is so, yeah. we've we've hit that sort of leap yeah. up into that, and with some switching around of microphones that we're going to do between us, it's kind of only going to get a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure the imposter syndrome will kick in soon and we'll all feel terrible about it, but in the meantime, it's fantastic. Yeah, I kind of only feel proud, so like, um, thank you for buying us some new tech. Yeah, thank you. Um, It's only going to improve your listening experience, I guess, Um, but we really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, You all know who you are. Also, because I promised myself I would do this, you, and I'm not going to mention you by name so that you, you don't get you know weird uh, Twitter uh, responses and stuff, but you, uh, but I finally confirmed there is a Finnish listener. Mm. There are definitely more. <laughs> there are definitely more. The one that you're finished. thinking of only came on board recently. True, true. There or are, I guess, ages ago. I don't know what our episode. obsession is with having listeners in Finland. It was just because it was like the smallest stat that we had yes. was in Finland. Also, so we Finland's have, we have listeners. Awesome. Finland's, Finland's cool for a yes. start. We have listeners all over the world, but the smallest of our stats was for a while was just like one person in Finland, and we're like obsessed like, with them. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> we, now know that there is, we now know that there is another one. Yes. So there are at least um, two Finnish least two. listeners. Yeah. Oh, I know who one of them is. I think there's now more though. Like, oh, okay. If we look at our stats, I think there are more than two people who listen in Finland because I know who, I know who two of them are. Not because I know them, they are just because they've been very nice and tweeted us lots. Yes. Um, but I'm sure there are also people who don't. So hello, Finland. Um, and <laughs> oh, I feel like we're doing Eurovision now. Oh. <laughs> and uh, speaking of oh, Eurovision, talk about Eurovision. God. We don't know what's happened by this point. Eurovision could be really awkward. <laughs> oh, oh it's always been it's always awkward, awkward for a long yeah. time. I know, but, but like it could be like considerably worse by now. I just, I just hope not. I Although. Hope not. Azerbaijan, three points. (laughs) That well-known European country, Australia. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) At the point of recording, uh, it has not yet been the election. So, at a risk of disappointing news... Oh, don't you dare jinx it, I'll kill you. (laughs) Future us, please do not tell us the outcome of the election. 
but do tell us any messages from the present. It turns out that the setup for comedy and the setup for tragedy can be identical. It's Future Jason with messages from the present. Listen up for a spot from our friends over at Kids on Bikes during the break this episode. Remember, come Saturday 1st of February, we'll be performing our first live Flintlock show at Pod UK from 12 till 1.30 in the auditorium. We'd love to see you there. And if you aren't able to make it, the live show will still be recorded and will still go up on air at a later date. You can also check out the actual play panel held at 10.15 to 11.15 in the panel's room with Ellie Sparrow and Maximilian John from the Infinite Bad Podcast, where you can learn about setting up your own podcast. Now in its second year, Pod UK is the UK's only fan-focused podcasting convention dedicated to bringing independent podcasting into the spotlight. While many UK podcast events focus on the industry, Pod UK focuses on fostering a fun, geek-friendly environment akin to that of the Comic-Cons and VidCons of this world. You can book tickets for Pod UK, which will be at Millennium Point in Birmingham, at rocksaltevents.com slash poduk2020. And that's it for announcements this time. Back to you, Pastor Jason. In a complete surprise to everyone, the monster-raving loony party managed to achieve a landslide victory. Yeah, there are now air conditioning things on the outside of buildings to reduce global warming, and everything's great. Yes, that's an actual policy <laughs> yep. of theirs. I didn't make that up. You the know what? I take that. Yeah. <laughs> they have had some crazy policies, like two-pound coins and votes for 18-year-olds and passports for pets. All genuine policies of the monster-raving loony party that came true. Wait, Every pet passports one. are true? Yes, how do you think they travel? Yeah, it's true. I assume you they just never... travel on their own as passports in those little cages. No, you've got to have, like, a, you take, you apply for it, you've got to get all the vaccinations. You can't just take an animal into another country without proper... To be fair, I knew that you couldn't just take one, because when you go to Australia, they're in quarantine for, like, months, and it's, like, terrifying. Oh, yeah, they're, they're really, really paranoid about that. I mean, their yes, that's fair. because we, <laughs> you know, last time rabbits arrived, they devastated the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah but it's never been the same that's... since rabbits arrived. <laughs> that's why there's this type of pet rat you can only get in Australia, because they don't let you take rats in or out of that country. It's really oh. hard to own rodents. You just can't, mostly. But they've got a very specific fur type that's really cute. Mm. And I, mean, I can't ever have one. Is, do you have any bees or beekeeping equipment on you? <laughs> smuggling <laughs> smuggling a briefcase full of bees. bees! <laughs> or a hive disguised as a hat. So do you... Speaking of briefcases just full of bees... Just gently moving, getting on the plane like everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just take off as the bees fly off. <laughs> It's time to take off and begin Flintlocks and Fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs. 
The Sulian Revolution has stabilized for now, at least internally. The National Assembly has established its rule. And the Kraken's Bane is underway, speed along, speeding along to completion. It is the 12th of full bloom, and the party have just recovered a whole heap of treasure and <laughs> some disturbing revelations from the pyramid of Kibir Nagash to the distant, distant north. You awaken to... Oh, let's find out. To actually a relatively dry day. There is a bit chill and there is a little bit of fog and mist in the air. The future for now is yours. There are a number of things you need to do. Uh, you, you do need to convert some of that treasure into fungible coin and you need to recruit a crew fill out some of the uh, you need you probably need to recruit some marines if you're planning to engage in actual piracy or privateering and you certainly need uh, at least some new officers you have a few in mind that you intend to recruit but you do need a ship's surgeon you do need a ship's cook but is there anything that anyone just wants to do today yes yes there is i don't know if anyone else wants to do anything um obviously uh, shall i go first go ahead yeah go on cool so um <laughs> when you wake up that morning um are the grimani's now living here as I well i think after yes uh you also get uh, you you return on the uh, evening of the 11th with several like things worth of treasure to find that um, actually no they, they uh, the, a couple, they've started moving back in after the weird moment where they, where they were kind of trying to, uh, to make use of the little house down in those uh, down in the what is becoming the sort of tiefling district. Actually two of the tiefling of uh, the families have decided to move there uh, three. Actually, I'll say Chase, Lilith, and her brother Mordecai mm -hmm. have elected to move to the smaller house mm -hmm. to, while the rest of the family have finally gotten a bit more used to the large townhouse that you've provided. Mm. You also find uh, that uh, you also hear from Chase that there was a guest who popped by briefly, uh, one Oksana Olaf. Hmm. Fun. We miss her. Oh. We were off looking at stupid temple. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the plus side, it means that um, at uh, some point we're going to have a ship. Whoa. We do stupid need one of temples to, to Sunday, don't stupid we? Stupid things. Mm. Also, she did express her uh, interest in uh, crewing on that ship at some point. She's not here, so she can't clarify that. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yes. <laughs> so. Uh, so, basically, when you wake up the following morning, um, you've all got rubbishy-looking invitations in mock calligraphy 
uh, sort of slightly dodgy looking calligraphy with like ridiculous little flourishes. And it says you are cordially invited to a bonfire this evening. Bring things to toast. Bring booze. I, it's there's a little dodgy map in the corner of which cliff it's on. I would like quite a high cliff by the sea. Yes, the, yeah. you are actually able to find one south of uh, Kion. It's a little bit. It's about. Um, it's like a mile and a half, a half out, so it's a bit of a walk to get there. But mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. P.S. Bring anything you'd like to burn by all means. <laughs> so you'll get these little invitations under your door, and uh, that okay. evening we're going to have a bonfire. And actually, um, with there maybe things you do during the day, but uh, is there anything in particular that you want to do during the day apart from looking into recruitment and selling treasure and so on? On this particular day, I'm going to say before we before I necessarily skip ahead to that moment. Not especially because I can go back in time to that stuff. <laughs> That's the main thing that I think causing this but uh, would be focusing on. Scamp. Um. There's some conversations I need to have with some people, but it wouldn't be within the first couple of days because I do not want to have these conversations. So you'd put them off a bit? <laughs> yeah. Fair oh, enough. In which case, that evening, the three of you and several members of the Gramanis. Yeah, I, I invite the Gramanis. Fuck it, we'll make it a party. Yeah. Um, come up to the edge of the cliff. Yeah, I buy a load of snacks and some skewers. Like, we make it a thing. Oh, I've still got sparklers. Perfect. Oh. I still yes. have sparklers, I promise. From Alder's Night. Yeah, I keep... from uh, Not from Alder's Night, from New Year. Oh, from New Year, yes. New Year, I've still got sparklers. I give people sparklers. <laughs> I say, sorry. <laughs> Theatrical, I know, but... Oh, I love How unlike you. <laughs> well, that's the point. I thought... Might as well do this in as stupid and me way as possible. I have some stuff I wanted to burn, and I thought I'd make it a party. That all right oh. with everyone? Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. not? Um, Courage, who's kind of leaning against a tree, is looking a little, a little under the weather, a little sallow-eyed today. No kind of holding the, holding the sparkler and <laughs> vaguely waves it around a little, then actually li- and goes... <laughs> Would you mind? Holds it out to you. I light it with prestidigitation, yep. assuming that's what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> sort of draws it in the, in the air with it. Yeah, so I've sort of been keeping this for no real reason other than I thought it would be useful. And I don't care if it's useful, I don't want to do any of the things that it could be used for. Um, so I'm going to burn, I'm going to get out my drow outfit, mm. the whole thing, and the identity papers, everything. Bow as well. Um, I'll get to the bow because yeah. <laughs> that's not going to burn. Um, I'm going to basically hold it all aloft over the fire. Just go fuckity bye <laughs> and throw it into the flames. You, yep, you build up this big, this small bonfire. I'm going to use <laughs> to make it bigger. The Perfect. flames <laughs> rise up. Uh, yeah. crackling mm-hmm. merrily and right. this too I'm going to take my bow down into pieces I'm going to give out pieces of it and the arrows and I'm going to go okay on three we're going to throw all this fucking shit into the sea right we all ready alright one why not two 
Couple clink off rocks. But most splash into the waves and are washed out. Oh, you managed to skim yours. That's quite impressive. Oh. Hmm. Bounced. Hmm. While we're on the subject of this, then, causing roots around in his pack, takes out the light grey slave's uniform and puts that into the fire as well. Yes! If anyone else um, has anything they'd like to burn, by all means, join oh, in. It's what have I got? Um, No one else is ever wearing that. No, fuck that shit. I don't think I've got anything good to burn. That's okay. Ooh. I mean, I had a thought. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this is insulting or not. You could burn the beard. <laughs> no, Jeffrey likes to sleep on it. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> fair enough. It mm. makes a good monkey pillow. Yeah, and um, I guess now we can all get a little bit tiddly around the fire, sing some songs, and say goodbye in style. Was my thought. Just thought. You... Sounds like a marvellous idea. Hmm. A few other... A couple of other people t- toss some things into the fire as well. Uh, you see that... Um, you watch as uh, Justice takes a small pinch... Uh, a few small pinches of uh, what looks like black powder, twist it up into some little bits of paper and toss them in there. Um. <laughs> They make little firecracker sounds uh, in a pleasing sort of manner. Um, oh, I actually have some of those. I can do them for real. <laughs> oh. But ah. as those... Are, then you watch as um, Hope and Wisdom together, Hope a little bit more reluctantly, uh, bring what look like a pair of little, like little straw dolls that they've made up. Those. Wisdom shrugs. Just felt like we should put something in, and Mama used. She looks up to Hope. Hope smiles. Mama used to ha- make these for me when I was a girl. Oh. Just seems like a nice thing somehow. Not uh, something to forget, but something to remember. That is nice. And toss them onto the fire, and the f- flames curl around them. Watch them for a moment as they burn away. Courage steps up. Has a bottle. A tugs a sort of small bottle from his belt. Uncorks it. Pours the whole thing into the flames and just hurls it over the edge of the cliff. Just stares out into the distance for a few moments. <sighs> so, who's up for cooking some sausages? Fuck I yeah. Am. <laughs> yeah. See, so he threads a couple on, t- a few onto a long stick, and stands over the flames with it. I quietly say to him, "Feel better?" No. I really want to drink. But... Uh, what can I say? 
had the talk recently which made me review a little bit of what I'm doing with my life. Hmm. Seemed the thing. Seemed like the thing. Good, good for you. Turns the sausages over. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> um. Says, toasting a sausage over the burning remnants of your family outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I always find if you put them lengthways they work better ah it doesn't matter <laughs> I kind of like take a minute to mull on that and stand next to courage cooking a sausage uh, covering all my pain up with theatrics and drugs to be honest <laughs> nods this feels therapeutic though I guess nice uh Distraction, you know. It's fun. Fire's good. Nods, staring into the flames. Oh, I'm eloquent today. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he opens his mouth to say something and also can't really say something, he's like raised his hand theatrically and just puts it down and turns the sausages. Good looks theatrical over. hand, darling. Yeah. <laughs> looks over to Corzin. Holy shit. By the that way, is a I, much more even way to cook those. I did mean to say that so that nobody else would hear, just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's a, it's a quiet conversation. Although, uh, Courage does raise his voice looking over to... Oh shit, you're right, that, that is much more even. Hmm. Looking at your sausage. Yeah, mine looks shit. Sort of I guess it avoids outside, the problem but... of yeah, you see, it gets it's not cooked in the on the like on the edges. Yeah, I'm just sort of setting on fire now and then. I'm not sure it's actually cooking. <laughs> oh, but they taste best when they set on fire like that. You get the charred. Yeah, bits. you need a bit, uh, a few burnt, crunchy bits. I don't think I've ever actually roasted sausages over a fire. Hey, life is full of new experiences, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You're headed. You're headed out to sea soon, right? Yeah, after Sunder. Nuts. Why do you... Do you want to come? Looks into the fire. Might be good to... Do something useful. So long. And I don't want to discourage you, but it, it is a long way from your family if you change your mind. He nods. Not saying don't do it. Just, you know, saying make sure it's what you want if you do come. You Again, know you're welcome. Quietly just talking to Celestia. Home. Home hasn't felt safe for some time. So why not see the world? So he kind of goes quiet. It's a couple of uh, tears. I'm not sure somebody's ever said a sentence that I've related to more than that one. And I'm not sure how to deal with that. I really want to ask you for a drink, so maybe not that. 
I really want to have one, but not in front of you. Thanks. <sighs> what about that pipe? Would you recommend it, or...? Uh... I mean, yes, but... Seems to consider it for a moment. Oh, shit, sausage. Turns it again. <laughs> I think I have a pipe. Yeah. I think I'm having one while this conversation is yeah, happening. Yeah, your hand's just light, gently heating the, the, the yeah. bowl of it. I think, uh, I think if you're giving up drink, it's basically the same thing. Ah, probably for the best, then. So, I, I, uh, I, I really do understand. Not sure how we talk about this, but... Maybe we don't, but... Maybe we just understand. Yes. Maybe it's enough to have someone who understands. Mm. Wipes his eyes. <clears throat> anyway. Got a handkerchief. Oh, thank you. Oh, blue. Yeah. Wipes his eyes. Passes it back to you. Just fold it up very gently and put it back in my top pocket. <laughs> so, you'll be needing crew. And I guess you'll be needing fighters too, huh? Yeah. Uh... Well. As well as, you know, maybe someone to join in with some shanties sometimes. <laughs> well... A word that you probably won't hear from most people you'd ask. There are some people here you could call on for crew. Oh, there's lots of... There's a few sailors hanging around, and most of them, I imagine, your ship's up in Wattule? Yeah. I've heard that's the place to recruit most crew, but... Well, there's about, people are saying there's may over a thousand of us here now. What? And it's growing. Tieflings? He nods. Hmm. Coming from all over. Some, I don't think any are sailors, not trained sailors, but if you needed crew, you could ask... Some might, a few would probably come fairly easily. Some might need tempting with money. I don't want anyone on board who doesn't want to be there. We're all making new lives. All of us. Some people will see the opportunity of making money for their families. At sea or elsewhere. Some... Maybe used to roaming. I don't know. But if you wanted, if you decide, you want tieflings on your crew. Fuck yeah, come on. This is a place. And if you want... As if our ship's not going to be safe for tieflings. <laughs> if you're looking for um, soldiers, marines to fight, well... 
I'm not the person to ask. Maybe you'd ask around, find a few other people, but I could put a few together. I reckon... Thanks for a moment. I reckon I could find a few dozen who are enthusiastic, at least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you get them, if you pay for the equipment, be willing to sign on with you. Sounds nice to me. I know Scamp would be up for it. Corzin's the captain, though. Of course. Well, you... You pass that offer on to him. We'll do. He nods. Come on, let's have these sausages. We're getting burned enough. Yeah. I'm assuming Corzin heard none of that, but... Yeah, no, none of the sensitive bits. You might have overheard right. when he raised his voice talking about hiring crew and so on. Okay. No, the reason I didn't interrupt is because I, I didn't want to jump in. I had pictured it as a quiet chat between two people stood next to each other around quite a big bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you eat, you drink, you warm yourselves against the fire. Is there anything else anyone wants to do at this bonfire? Just gonna not have the conversations I'm scared of having. Yep. Oh no. Scamp, you just to, um, use us to. Um, do you wonder uh, what happened to those um, uh, tieflings we met below? What the spidery ones? Yeah. Yeah. We try and find out. We should look maybe. in on them at some point. I mean, just to check they're all right as much as anything. Yeah. I mean, if you can send, maybe find out where they went. Could send to Tester. She was sweet. She was a she, wasn't she? Or was she? It was. Yeah, no, she was. Sorry. Yeah. It was what? It was it the was. case that she was a she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should send her at some point. Yeah. Worth looking They'd into anyway. They'd be fucking seasick, though. True. Although, I mean, not necessarily. Life. They spend a lot of time moving weirdly. It might be that it doesn't bother them. I mean, I That's spent a lot of time moving point. weirdly. I'd ridden on upside down spiders and all sorts. I was still like, oh, fuck the sky. <laughs> it's a lot all at once, but I was thinking, you know, from a, from a point of view of uh, competence and uh, reputation, that's certainly not uh, going to be anything any other ship anywhere has. True. Yeah, I mentioned to you about Courage and his idea of recruiting tieflings from Kyle. Well, that's certainly not a bad idea. I was uh, looking to fill the um, the cook, and I need a, uh, a a surgeon, which is... Weird. Well... <laughs> my, uh, my apprentice on the regret, sadly, didn't make it, so... Oh, shit, um, yeah. Sure, there'll be someone. Maybe we yeah. don't go looking, because I think Courage was just talking about general crew rather than anyone specialised. Yeah, I also heard and get this right. Some of um, uh, Molly's former companions in Branigan's Blades have deserted recently, and they're looking for another um, employer. They'll probably come a little bit more expensive than your average uh, Marines, but um, I. I Know them if only by reputation. They're a good bunch. Hmm. 
I'm pretty much up for anything. Yep. All right. <coughs> you take some time to rest. And whether that day or the following day, you, I think you would probably deal, you, you sort of indicated that you would probably deal with the immediate issue of turning your loot into coin. Yeah, I think we have to do that before recruitment, really, don't we? Because we don't have any money to recruit anyone with. Yeah. So. Uh, Does that mean we have to go back to um, Alessant to go to um, Gunter's? You would likely need to go to Gunter's. So this would happen on, let's say, the evening of the 13th, potentially, because it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a... It is a day's uh, ride via magical horse to get there. Right. Do all three of you go? Uh, yeah. Cool. Sort of I checking do. in where Celestia is at this point with returning to Alessant. Uh, As it has been a few days Oh, returning now. to Alessant. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. As it has been a few days now, but... I go, but, like, smoke two pipes on the way. Okay. Uh, this actually is a relevant point for this. So it's... Uh, as of the 13th, you are at four as of the 12th, so that takes it down. You've got two pipes left. And can I ask you for your first of three addiction checks throughout this month? Okay. As at this point, we're just abstracting it over a long period. Mm-hmm. This is more to see whether it gets worse. Um, so the DC is 17. Yeah, no. It's like an eight. The DC is now 18. You okay. are now eight points addicted. The condition. No, no, you don't. The effect no, 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 no. Like, yeah. like in in character, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, because uh, um, I have two doses left. So yeah, with withdrawal effects will not necessarily get any worse for you. It will just make it harder I mean, for you to resist later. Actually, if we had a day of downtime where we weren't on the road to Alison, I probably would have bought some. True. Uh, Is where that would you I like do? to try? And so yeah, we'll pop back a day. So it's back on the twelfth. Because I, th- I think I would have dealt with that yeah, before leaving. Yeah, you'd have dealt with that before leaving. Yeah. So, where do you want to go to try and get uh, drugs? I think it's Sakarissa, obviously. Okay. <laughs> she probably, she's probably got some. You head over to Sakarissa and roll me a roll me a persuasion check. Oh, that's cocked. Um, persuasion. That is uh, 21. Slightly abstracting this. Uh, settling down for a couple of drinks with Sakura's in one of the back chambers of the mm-hmm. new temple. Um, a couple of drinks and a yeah. dose of something. A dose of honest. something. Yeah. I'll say you spend two silver. Yeah, uh, you have a quiet chat about things and she nods. And She's not, she's not a member of the kind of extensive global syndicate that is the Fisher Kings, but she does have her connections uh, to, as it were, duty-free opium. Mm-hmm. So I believe I've previously said that opium, I think previously set opium as being like two gold pieces without the tax mm-hmm. per dose. And I'm trying to think of how much, here's the thing. I'm actually going to change that up, change that because I realised opium needs to be 
uh, not necessarily affordable for everyone, mm -hmm. but it needs to be affordable enough that you could uh, that uh, you could get a certain amount. So I'm kind of tempted to say that the actual price of opium, like without duty, yeah, without duty now is more like two. I'm gonna just slash that to a tenth. So it's two silver a dose. Oh no! Because that's uh, that would be about four times the daily wage. Shit. For a labourer. Oh, that's so cheap. That's that's a real proper problem out of character. Yeah. Uh, um. But shit. no, mind you, though, it needs to be driving people to. Oh no, I'm not trying. No, to no, no I'm just. Like, I'm trying to think about what. what the I'm just going like, how much would I buy if it was that cheap? Like shit. Mm. Mind you, though, no, because the duties. I'll say it's probably five silver. Five silver. Than two silver, and with duties, it would probably cost double that. So it cost a gold normally, five silver the rest of the time. It, apparently, the uh, so a recent cheap. ship came in, which has made shipments, which has uh, increased the opium supply. Mind you, it was cheap at one point. So like, yeah, no, that's yeah. the thing. It really was this cheap, uh, and it's even cheap, and they're still making huge profits. You actually have a chat with Sakarissa who kind of explains. No, um, see, there was a big problem. Uh, about three years ago, one of the biggest opium uh, ships, uh, carriers from Aldanus, went missing north of Midmir. was oh, never I'm seen serious. again. And uh, it scared them off delivering this way for a little while. But ah. the shipments have resumed now, so it's gotten a lot cheaper. Hmm. Well, very cheap indeed. I'm not suggesting that you go looking for a sunken treasure ship full of opium. <laughs> that does sound like the best day, though, doesn't it? Really, though, seriously, there were like tons of this stuff. Colors. Wow. They ship it by the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of drugs. Fucking oh, yeah. yes. Oh, I've had a lot of drugs. What did you give me? <laughs> oh, so that uh, was a bit of the Ifridux, but I also mixed it... Um, with a little bit of something they call a spark jolt. That's what's giving you the kind of whoop feeling. Yeah, I mean, your hair's got sparks in it right now. <laughs> she shakes her hair and it does seem to sparkle. What can I say? Very pretty. Blessings of my God. <laughs> Why do you sing everything? I don't know. I she like leans, it. <laughs> she leans close to your face and leans in her genital. I'm Mira. Um. Takes you by the chin and gives you a little kiss on the top of your forehead. So, how many doses do you want me to put you down? Uh, let's say ten for now. I might of be course. back. But for you now, pay five ten. gold pieces and get ten doses of opium. Or fifty silver if I want to do it like that, yeah. which I will, because that is yeah, less complex easier. at the moment. Yeah. You pay fifty silver pieces, and you are now set for the next week. Oh god. <laughs> your dealer I'm is also your priest. Too hard cuz I don't understand that I'm addicted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the 19th century. Ah, uh, the, uh, the the 18th century when your dealer really could be your priest. Mm. Um, <laughs> so possibly your doctor. Speaking of which, actually, can I um yeah. uh, restock my healer's kit? You do. Uh, it's a gold piece to restock your, uh, all your bits and pieces because you require yep. less opium and you do require some other herbs <laughs> for that. So, yeah, worth mentioning, like, one dose for the purposes of this is, like, like six pipes worth because you tend to put several small pipes in quick succession. 
um, yes. for actual opium uh, taking over So time. one but, dose is like a couple of pints. Yeah, it's like it? you're smoking a few That makes sense. That, that, I mean, that, that makes sense with A, the stuff that I've read, and mm. um, B, in the way of which we've played it with time because yeah, yeah. we say it takes a short rest to do. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not just smoking one pipe, you're no, smoking No, you have two. like four or five pipes. Yeah. Yeah. But dose-wise, it's one dose. So, you... Uh, so, fast-forwarding on a day, then. Late in the evening, you make your way back to the city of Alessandre, where things... Things aren't 100% great, but there are continue to be signs of improvement. There are at least uh, there are at least soldiers in National Guard uniforms garrisoning the walls again. Although many of them are the same people who were garrisoning the walls before, but they've actually been legitimised in their uh, in their positions now and hopefully gone through some discipline training. You think? Mm. Regardless, things are stable, and you make your way quickly and without fuss to uh, Gunther's perfume shop. After a little bit of uh, waiting, Gunther greets you. Oh, well, hello, sir. Hello. Gunther, the extremely friendly orc, uh, gives <laughs> you a big grin. Well, if it isn't my favourite team of art dealers. <laughs> We're more than just oh, art yeah. today. Really? Some things of a historical nature. Well, I'm uh, entertaining a friend at the moment, but... I'm entertaining a friend at the moment, but uh, maybe you should uh, come down. We're just having some tea right now. And uh, if you've got Is things that all of a... doing? <laughs> for the moment... But uh, if you're interested in... But he actually has uh, something of an interest in uh, historical matters himself. He's uh, a collector who I've actually uh, sold a couple of the pieces that you have brought to me before. Oh, well, we should be um, intrigued to meet this person. So, he takes you downstairs past the... Let's be blunt. The sex toy section of the shop. Uh, hey, I down. found one like that. <laughs> my hand over Scamp's eyes. <laughs> the no, thing for the... Dragonborn. Yeah, like the one we found in the bedroom. I've got it in here somewhere. It's big and Do blue. Do you take it out? Yes. <laughs> uh, Gunter looks. Oh, I remember that. What? I found it. That specific one. Close enough. Okay. He offers no further explanation. Okay, fine. And you make your way down to <coughs> Gunter's uh, sitting room, where there is indeed, as promised, uh, tea set out. And uh, you can see there's another orc down there. Uh, Grey-green skin, amber eyes, bald, uh, bald as an egg, with a cutaway sort of tan coat and a waistcoat, uh, matching waistcoat, with a blue shirt. He looks up. Gunter! Uh, forgive me, I did not realise we had other guests. Oh, Oscar. It's fine, these are the very art dealers I was talking to you about. Really? Oscar raises an eyebrow, puts down the tea, stands up and gives you a very sort of classical orcish stiff bow. I give him a flourishy, like, jaunty Hmm. one in return. Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Ah! 
Then you looks down to he looks down actually as you're saying this must be causing horrors. That's right. Hmm. Oscar Schwartz, I believe you've walked off with one of my ships. Oh! <laughs> Which one was that? The one that was in the dry dock in Kyle. Didn't that one get mm. torn apart by zombies? Yeah, I think I it feel... did, if I recall. In yeah, or, or, or was it sunk during the um, the Kraken attack? Or was it, you know, yeah, was it destroyed by giant tentacles? Who can possibly say? Yeah, all like the fish people. He gives you a slightly thin-lipped smile. Believe me, I'm not angry about that. I am somewhat missed that you're walking away with one of my best shipwrights, though. Oh. <sighs> Still. It's her choice. As you say. It is a shame after the disappearance of her, mas- uh, of her master. So, I had... Um, well, I shall have to find new shipwrights. He shakes his head. But, forgive me, I'm not making the best first impression. Please, um, he reaches into his pocket and takes out a silver case which he cracks open. There are five thickly wrapped cigars inside. Would you care for them? Yeah, go on. Never had a cigar. No! Hmm. Take one. You smoke it like a pipe. He takes out a match and lights the end. Thank you. Smokes, lights up one for himself. Corzin, do you take one? He does, but I'm not certain Corzin has ever smoked one. (laughs) You try and smoke it a bit like a pipe. It's a little intense. You inhale opium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you said you smoked it like a pipe. Ah, forgive me. You turn to, as he rubs it and rolls it around his mouth, and this one you just sort of roll it around the mouth. You don't want to take it all the way. In. Okay. Isn't that right, Gunther? <laughs> Gunther is busy lighting his own. Just of course, it's What? Are you alright? <coughs> fine. fine. Everyone's fine. <clears throat> it's rather th- thick. <coughs> it's thick. <laughs> Gunter smirks and says, "Oh yeah." That thick and long and all those things. Well, I wouldn't say long, but thick certainly. <coughs> what I'm are you talking confused. about <laughs> the he cigars. Wi- he wiggles the cigar. We're talking about cigars. And his eyebrows. So, <laughs> I get the feelings you're not here to buy perfume. You perhaps have. Uh, Something to sell me. We have a lot to sell. Yes. By the way, out of character, yeah. we like hire a carriage to come here because you like, oh have my God. loaded up the phantom horses' saddlebags, which come yeah. with the horse, and brought them in. And there's just like you've, uh, you, uh, Gunter, uh, you, you actually invite Gunter up, and he sees the like heavy sacks that you brought. Oh, I can fight. See, Fell brings them down. Let's take a look. And. Gunter and Oscar both examine the various loot that you brought down. So, um, would you like me to kind of... Br- so, so here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna ask... I'm gonna ask you for a... Pers- I probably, to, for the sake of sake this, I'll ask you for one persuasion check f- to represent your whole negotiation. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, I will assist you if possible, but... Can they assist? Uh, 
Yeah, I'll say I'll say you can because you like you know you're 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 adding con you know contributory bits. Like now, this here, this is a very interesting piece of brass. <laughs> <laughs> Just like shit like that. Yeah. Um, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. I will add a d four. Have Amazing. another four. Oh, twenty-five. Oh, that's a golden number. Okay. Oh. So, you begin by looking through the uh, what you were what you have in place. So, uh, what this thing I... tried to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> And um, that thing tried to kill us, this thing also tried to kill us. It's Big very story engineering. <laughs> so, looking through... Okay, looking through the Reaper parts, um, neither of them have any interest in the Reaper parts of the Reaper, but uh, Oscar does note, perhaps you should bring that to a dwarf. I understand some of the clans have an interest in that sort of thing. Oh, we know a dwarf. We do. Personally... I might I mean, we know up. lots of dwarf, but we know a dwarf who might be interested. Let me put it this way. I would either buy the pieces for maybe an art piece or melt them down for the bronze, but I suspect you want someone who uh, with an interest in the history, which I don't have. Not in that, at least. Fair enough. But I am interested in some of these. So, uh, okay, so looking through my list of things... So there's, so there's <laughs> Okay, so there's at least one thing I have on here which I have no idea what this is. I have written down an amulet. Amulet. Oh, that's uh, King Leon's amulet, is it not? Sorry. Oh, King Leon's amulet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that might be gets a, a solid raised eyebrow as you bring that out and goes. And Gunter and uh, Oscar both engage in a short bidding war with each other <laughs> over what they're willing to offer you. Uh, the final price is around 800 gold pieces from Oscar. All right. For the uh, for for, for uh, as much for the uh, for the joy of owning the king's personal amulet. Yeah. As the uh, as anything else. The emeralds, now that you have been, um, they have been disenchanted, are beautiful little pieces, and they offer you uh, 200 gold each for them. How many were there? 12. Okay, so... 12. so I'm going gonna, gonna to be writing down numbers for maths. Oh, thank you. Yes, I was so, about to do the same. No, you're fine. I've yeah. started, don't worry. So, yeah, so 800 from the amulet, 2400 from the emeralds. Mm-hmm. They're not okay. buying the Reaper parts, uh, at least. I mean, they offer you 100 gold, but they say you can probably get yeah. more from a dwarf. Yeah, no, no, no we'll, we'll, we'll take it to our, our dwarven contacts. Um, they look at the Opera Mask. They're willing to buy it from you uh, for the you know, for the diamante work on it and the, uh, uh, and the sculpting for 800 gold mm-hmm. if you are willing to sell it. Uh, you can consider whether you want to sell that. L- looking, yeah, at, so. looking at the dust... Again, they say that the adamantine alloy dust you have, it's like a little handful of dust. Yeah, talk to a dwarf about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay, one of the metalworking clans might be interested. Uh, the silver chips, they're basically willing to pay them at value, so 550 gold pieces mm-hmm. for the silver, since they are just nuggets of native silver. The ancient uh, backgammon-like board, the senate board, uh, 
Oscar, in the end, actually kind of bows out of that one after discussing it with Gunter, and Gunter offers you an, an even grand, mm-hmm. uh, considering the fact that it's made of gold and lapis lazuli <laughs> and is exquisite, and he's very interested. Uh, it, it turns out that Gunter is actually quite a key, keen board game player. Uh, and is very interested in having what might be one of the world's first board games. At least that's nice. how you sell it. Gunter's yeah. a board game nerd. Just it's when adorable. we thought he couldn't get more adorable. I love him so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you should see, every now and again we'll get uh, the old we'll get the old uh, toy soldiers out and play war games. Some One of my friends likes to do these really elaborate battlefields with like little miniature trees and so on. Oh. He basically describes Warhammer. Um, <laughs> because let's be honest, in a fantasy setting, wargaming is just Warhammer. Yeah, yeah. At that yeah point. basically. Yeah. basically. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Yeah. Uh, the two gemstone eyes they're willing to offer you an even grand form. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. here's where the rest of it, uh, of your uh, of your selling really comes in with that 25. Uh, the collated loot from mm-hmm. the wheelbarrows. General loot. They offer... say, is the, um, the uh, copper pieces from the vault included in this? No, it's not. Uh, that, they are, I said there was, there's two tons of copper in there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, by volume, um, it's actually surprisingly low from what I remember. Uh, let me just check my notes on what the copper, on what the raw value of copper is worth here. Nope, they're in my they're in my other notes. I think they are way at the bottom of copper. Seventy gold pieces a ton for two solid tons of copper. They're willing to offer you. Uh, they round up for for for, uh, for the sake of uh, of having it. Uh, so two, yeah, it's basically a hundred and fifty gold pieces for mm-hmm. the for the two tons. It clears out the space, I suppose. It doesn't sound like much, but like that, by compared to most things, that's pretty valuable. It's yeah. just that you are literally dealing in ancient artifacts yeah. and incredibly valuable gemstones, and that's so fair. on. The rest of the time. Um, so yeah, they, they offer you 150 for that, uh, just for the value of the copper. But the wheelbarrows, uh, the, the collective amount of the wheelbarrows, they offer you the stonkingly high price after a series of, ex- of bidding wars between the pair of them over various items in it of 5,000 gold pieces. Wow. Oh, yes. So. Um, I need a calculator. Can I borrow your telephone? Because mine uh, is charging. I actually have all of it on it, but I can tell you what the totals are. I would love that. Thank so you. the total. Assuming you uh, so the total excluding the Reaper parts and the alloy dust, mm-hmm. uh, which you can't sell to them, is eleven thousand five hundred and fifty gold pieces. Okay. <sighs> fucking rich. We're fucking rich. Just saying. Well, we may be able to get some of the optional extras for the ship. Uh, yeah, but also. Getting started is fine. Yes, yeah. you already have six thousand uh, 
as it were, underway that you paid down, like, half the cost down in yeah. advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Molly has 4,500 gold pieces in your account, yeah. your sort of shared account in the bank. Which will, uh, uh, which, which she has said is she, you know, she's considering as for the ship as well. So that's another ten thousand five hundred. Yeah. So, so in total, hang on. In total, apart from what we've already got on the ship. So okay. So you've have... already paid six thousand onto the ship. Molly has functionally another four thousand five hundred, which she said should go for the ship. So. In terms of total amount on the ship, you have the, you have ten thousand five hundred in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need twelve thousand for the basic cost of the ship itself. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you then this will also this all of this loot if you sell all of it. Uh, again, Reaper parts adamantine needs to be sold separately. You can get eleven thousand five hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you will, so that will leave you with quite a lot. However, there will also be costs. You will also need to buy supplies, which are five gold pieces a ton. And you'll probably, if you want four months of supplies, that's going to be two hundred tons. You'll spend a grand on that. Okay. Uh, four months worth of wages will cost you twenty four hundred gold as well. We're so, still fine. So you yeah. still have a lot. So yeah, there there will uh, hiring marine. So here is where I'm going to get into the crew recruitment sec cost of this as well. Actually, I'll get into I'll get into the exact details uh, during the, that. But you will have a it will cost you money to hire marines. That's like fair. The, their monthly pay is factored into the cost of the ship uh, of your monthly wages. But you they will either need a signing bonus or for you to buy their equipment. Uh, which will cost you some money. Like the, even if you just got a bunch of people off the street and gave yeah. them gave them muskets and saxes, you'd still be paying two hundred and forty gold uh, for for a company of thirty. Mm. The ship is rated to take up to two companies. Cool. You'll be paying more for more more capable uh, 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 marines. And with general crew, if you want to just get landsmen, like inexperienced sailors, you don't need to pay them a, a signing bonus, so they won't cost you anything off the top. But more experienced crew will expect like a month signing bonus, or maybe more for the old hands. But we'll get into right. that as you start looking. Some, not all, but some specialists like surgeons and chefs may require a signing bonus also. Mm. Okay, noted. So yeah. This is a very good start though. And of course you can always talk to I believe it's the Sternweaver clan, uh, who have an office in delay about enchantments and so on. Mm. I am gonna talk to them about that, but um are do they have well actually are there any um uh dwarven clans that have an outlet in Alessant, uh, other can... than um, the the red folders, because I don't imagine they'd want to do business. You can make an investigation check. By the way, I realise I got my timing wrong. It's one day trip to get to Alessant from delay. From Kion, it was a four day trip. So it's actually oh. the 16th. The 16th, right. Yeah. Cool. For the sake of timekeeping, you still work is progressing apace on the ship, you still have plenty of time. So, uh, but yes, so you've taken three more days of opium for the okay. sake of you keeping the crack. Cool. Thank you. Sorry, that I just realised no, I, no, I, I was doing my timing from the wrong city. So, uh, yes, uh, give me an investigation check to look for more dwarves. Okay. <laughs> Do you want um, 
one of us to do it, or do you want all of us to do it? Uh, if you're all helping, one with advantage. Shall I do it? Right, my yeah, investigation's yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ooh, good thing that was with advantage, gang. Um, mm. That is a 25. 25? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, actually, all three of the clans you are familiar with uh, have outposts here. There are also a number of smaller clans that deal with uh, who have a who have small ancillary businesses. Uh, but the Sternweavers, the uh, the Red Folders, and uh, the Water Delvers all have an outpost. The Water Delvers essentially have a small trading post where they negotiate, uh, which is just there essentially as a negotiation point for their barges coming up out of the Underdark. Uh, to, uh, uh, mostly around the. Um, the bastion near Saint Exupéry, so just trading like arid name silks and so on up. Recently, they've not seen as much um, business due to <laughs> certain events, supply issues. Supply issues. <laughs> uh, although, I feel no shame. Although, with a twenty-five investigation, I will say that you hear rumours that they are already underway to negotiate military supply contracts uh, with the army. Why? Who? The, the Water Delver clan. After all, if an, inv- if an inv- invasion is planned, they, they'll they need feeding. Yeah. Canny business folk. Yeah. The red folders you don't really look into, um, but there is, there is actually a small outpost here, uh, like basically an office for the Sternweavers. But they but speaking to the dwarf there, uh, what they it actually turns out that their main enchantery uh, on the surface here isn't in Alessant. Uh, it's in Delay. Despite right, it, uh, and you kind of talk to the dwarf in question, uh, a, a sort of blonde dwarf with really really long mustache pulled point of his beard. It actually runs below the rest of his beard. Like a walrus. Yeah. Oh, this wow. This sort of walrus tashed mus- Yeah, dwarf kind of goes. Fun. Well, um. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I had a bit of my throats there. Uh, so, yeah, no, most of the, um. Most of the work, uh, most of the work actually gets done down in, um, delay. See, well, between you and me, it's all to do with hulls, yeah? Alright. Well. Yeah. It's the, it's the problem with barnacles, you know. Is it they erode away the uh, erode away the, uh, the hulls, and it's a big problem. Well, in places yeah, where you don't have enchanters, you've got to copper bottom them, where you put you know the uh, plates of copper, and a lot of the time it's cheaper to use a mundane solution than an enchanted one. But actually, we can do the we can enchant hulls so that they don't uh, get eroded by barnacles for half the price it costs for fifteen tons uh, for or oh, like a hundred and fifty tons of copper. Well, I might be uh, very interested in that actually. Are you having a ship built there now? Yes. Oh, you'll find it's already included in part of the cost things. We do them as standard. That's mm. very kind of you. Most ships coming out of Dulay will have Sternweaver enchanted uh, hulls. It's cheaper than copper bottoming, so we t- we we kind of take over that part of the market. We also do other things as well. If you're interested in hearing about our ship-based catalogue, actually, I was wondering if um, perhaps you uh, 
You had a line in personal enchanted items. Oh, it's rare that we get the interest, but yeah, we can do some things to order. It's, we don't necess- if we wanted something existing and have to request it from the vaults, but um, that's not, but we tend to, we tend to do things more towards order. So I guess, oh, I'm Bjorn, by the way, Bjorn, Bjorn Sternweaver. Um, oh, pleased to meet you, Bjorn. Uh, of course um, Are we all there? Like, what? yeah, I'm gonna say you're I mean, all you there. All contributed to your finding this place. Nowhere else yeah. to be. Let's do Stardust. Nice to meet you. Oh, hello, hello, hello. hello. So, uh, yes, what sort of thing are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for um, a uh, a small compact item such as a ring or a uh, bracelet that would allow the wearer to have a little bit of an extra edge in combat. Um, out of character, I'm just going to specifically state here that it is something to um, boost the um, uh, one's ability with a ranged weapon. Okay, so you're looking for something that will improve ranged weapons. I think I know the sort of thing you're looking for here. Yeah. Uh, so... Okay, let me look at the catalogue. Takes out a thick book and starts... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm giggling because I swear this man was Scottish like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> he definitely was, and then apparently just settled on this, so... I like well, he's like, he's on the border between Alsiria Al- and Cairnon. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he started off. It's like quite I definitely grounded, started off, gravelly Scottish. I definitely started off German. trying to make him Scottish, but apparently <laughs> I'm just, enjoying the Camp German just, accent too much today. Just gone. <laughs> Just so far, like, Gunter has taken over you. Every I wish, I wish all of you could see the hand up. gestures that Jason's doing because they're really good. And I don't the know how possibly... is, it's really hard to get into this, but once you're in it, it's really infectious. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. I love it. Mm. <laughs> I looked at it. Okay, so you're essentially looking for something that that will um, stabilize your ah. Hmm. Thanks for a moment. <laughs> Uh, it looks at your, looks at the multiple weapons. You're looking for something to uh, make your hand a little bit steadier, as it were, shake a bit less when you're aiming. Yes. Specifically, long-range stuff. Yes. Hmm. No, I get that. So you're more like a ah, uh, okay. So it's more with the carbine. I have a member of my crew who is um, a uh, crack shot sniper. I want to uh, uh, have something that will uh, aid them. Hmm. Things for a moment. Does it need to be a ring, or would you? Because this would work. We have a pre-existing design that would work quite comfortably as a set of gloves. Hmm. If it can be made as a ring, that would be ideal. If not, I'll take the gloves. All right. I don't mind paying extra for the ring. Looks me. Does a little bit of working out. Okay. So you'd be looking at about oh, 500 gold crowns for it in, uh, as the gloves, but for the miniaturization into the ring, I'm afraid we'd be looking at about 800. 800. All right. Uh, Could be done. Counts out 800 of his own money. Yep. Um, uh, uh, actually, it wouldn't be there, but... You know, yeah, you, you, yeah, he you has essentially write a check. Yeah. <laughs> and you pass it over. Okay, then we'll get to work on this. This is going to take us 
Hmm, reusing some of the existing bits. It's going to take us at least a week. You you said you had a ship in, in Dulane, yes? Yes. Okay. Well, then, uh, we can certainly arrange it. Well, it's going to be produced in the delay office. So I suppose we'll have it uh, delivered to you there. Excellent. Thank you very much. Not a problem at all. Anything? Oh, and would you be interested in uh, knowing about some of the uh, ship enchantments as well? Do you have any magic hats? Did you say a magic hat? Yes. What sort of magic are you talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> that does sound like enormous fun. Frowns and steps to the back <laughs> office. Emerges with... It appears to be a kind of... Slightly battered cap with some stars clumsily sewn on it. What does it do? I mean, it looks magic. I will take it. Very nice. Since you just... Paid 800 gold for a ring. Here, have it. Does it have wizard written across it? <laughs> you could With have like it stitched on if you want. But yes, it is a kind of crumpled looking like blue, midnight blue with yellow stars style wizard's hat. Okay. It, it looks like a, it, it definitely looks like a costume piece um, <laughs> that was probably used as such. Would Scamp be able to get it past their horns? It's nope. No, you kind of have to pull it down the centre. <laughs> I will get like... some string <laughs> and tie it on. Fair enough. How do I look? This is the Fantastic. cutest you've ever looked. <laughs> You're you adorable. Look... You, you look... definitely look magic. <laughs> Just like a wizard. Yeah. Excellent. Wizard equals hat, hat equals wizard. Stands to reason. <laughs> so, um... Since we're doing stupid things, I gesture at my codpiece. Is there anything you think it'd be funny to enchant this with? <laughs> Just on the off chance that you're hilarious, because you might be. <laughs> um, I mean, between you and me, there have been... I don't want to assume, but um, what we'd normally suggest, firstly, would be, we'd say, to go to an alchemist. And secondly, I'm not sure you have the equipment to benefit from that, from the enhancements that people would usually ask for something there. A bit presumptuous, but, but fair I, enough. I mean, I don't, you know, I could be wrong, but... I stare evenly back at him. <laughs> <laughs> Again, usually we'd say look into an alchemist. They can do an amount which will prescribe that sort of development for a day. But I sense maybe can that's you not make what it shoot fire? For. Oh, that's yeah. what you want. Or <gasps> you know, look funny or something. Glow in okay. the dark. Oh. I Sorry. Maybe you make a shoot. rabbit come out of it. It's <laughs> a real. Nope, not even dignifying that one. Something like, you know, shooting fire out of it or just making it draw the eye in a hilarious way. How many way, times or... do you need it to shoot fire? Are you looking at like a one surprise, boom, your opponent doesn't see it coming if they get very close? Or are you looking at something that, as it were, you know, recharges? I'd recharge. love it to recharge. I don't 
need Can it you to make be it useful. produce a rabbit once a day? I will settle rabbit. I don't want a rabbit. I, I don't will want settle any more for fucking any small furry animal. Okay, no, no, no rabbit small stand. furry animal. Don't want a rabbit. Stand I don't there. want a fucking rabbit in my pants. Uh, <laughs> this is a joke which is highly amusing to 21st century audiences uh, familiar with certain sex toys. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but not at the time. Uh, um, yeah, okay. Shooting fire at people or glitter or, you know, puffs of smoke even would be funny. Sort but of leans on his chin for a moment. If you unscorch it, I'll be sad though. So. I mean, a more long-standing enchantment would take time to work on uh you would need if you were if you had a an enchanter work uh, with you or if you're willing to leave it somewhere for some time how much time that's the sort of thing which would be at least a month or longer type no we don't have a month but if you just want a single shot as it were type affairs and they could do that overnight oh that's so funny fuck it yeah how does one learn to enchant things you're saying this in your adorable wizard's hat yes teach me magic child (laughs) decades of study oh and secrets which i'm afraid we are we only reveal to those within the clan seems entirely fair. We have to make a living somehow. Yeah, if everyone can do it, no one's paying for it, are they? So... I wonder if I can find a book. I want to make rabbits. Here is where I need to just take a moment to... I'm sorry, I did sort of spring that on you. It was just so funny that I couldn't resist asking. That's perfect. I'm trying to look what the name of this is. Oh yeah, here we go. So, it will cost... Let's for a moment. Okay. So this is going to cost you 300 Fabulous. gold crowns. It will be usable once. Mm-hmm. You, when you, if you would like to describe for us your preferred method of releasing the enchantment, we will... You'd like me to describe my preferred method of release to you? Please make... Pause for a moment. You're as bad as my friend Gunther. Oh, that explains a lot. Make... Shakes his head. Make... Make sure it is not something you would do accidentally. Or Mm -hmm. if it's something you would do accidentally, make sure you include, say, a passphrase or something. So we normally recommend a combination of a specific phrase and a movement. So that you cannot do, so you can only do them both together intentionally. Um, hmm. So it's got to be a word, it's got to be a phrase and emotion together. Some sort of phrase or vocalization combined with emotion of your body. Says so to just openly giggling at this point. You want to make okay, sure this movement. is very specific, I mean, so you don't trigger it accidentally. Specific, okay. Um... Really, some people have done amusing motions that they thought would work, and then they tried to do it in disasters. 
Well, I think the movement can be tracing this letter C down here. With yes, hand, that's so very hard to do by accident. Uh, it's very specific. And, um... God, what can the word be? Flippity gibbets. No, it's got to have swear words in it. It's much funnier if I get Fuckity bye. <laughs> Fuckity bye is perfect. You're right. a genius. Yes. Write them both down. <coughs> and, I'm going to uh, write that down myself. I will need that overnight. I'll need to, to take your cod piece overnight mm-hmm. for the enchantment. Yeah, I awkwardly take it off. There you go. Thank you. The following day... Do you pay the, you pay the three hundred? Oh uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He has well payment of rent. Returns to you. It doesn't look any different. It's not. It, it has, as per your request, not been cleaned. Um, <laughs> but there is a sort of. Well, it's not even cleaning. It would be fixing. Yeah, it's, it's not been fixed. Burnt. It's not been fixed. Yeah. There's. They've not done any repairs to it. Um, but there is a slight. Although it looks as if the butter, as if the like the studs playing the sea have been polished a bit. Oh, it's, a I don't, a, it's not about being cleaned. It's a bit of a shine like undamaged, to them. Yeah. So, once and only once, <laughs> by using that specific triggering method, you may cast lightning bolt from your crotch. Ah, yes, perfect. yes. Lightning bolt crotch is what I'm going to write down. And I'm going to forget <laughs> what it means. It's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, Amazing. Yes. It is a cod piece. You need to be in a position Shocking where pop. you can trace a C on your crotch and say fuckity bye. Mm. If you are not able to do both of those things, the spell will not activate. If you ever somehow do that by accident, <laughs> the spell will activate and you will immediately shoot a hundred foot line of lightning <laughs> from your crotch, wherever your oh. crotch is pointing. So, so good. <laughs> mm. This is like all I've ever wanted for this character, really. Wonderful. I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> One day when we have a month of downtime, I'm going to get it properly enchanted and it's going to be hysterically funny. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so ship okay. enchantments as well. If yes. you're interested, we can yes, skip past um, Enchantments for the ship. I'm, okay. I'm in so character, it... honestly. Yes, yes. <laughs> so as the first... <laughs> So, uh, things which are finally is glad to get to some pre-established, well-written, uh, you know, well-noted down in the textbook items. So, the first things, I get the feelings that you're of an inclination towards combat. Yes. So, yes. looking at the numerous weapons. Okay. So, the ba- so there's three classic enchantments that people uh, are kind of interested in having put on the hull. Now. Um, these are of increasing effectiveness, but also of significantly increasing cost. So this is the cost of each one if you didn't have the previous enchantment. Obviously, it reduces if you have the existing ones. Right. So the first of all, at a cost of 2,000 gold pieces, we would do a standard hardening enchantment over all of the wooden uh, surfaces of the hull and the components. So what this would do is, so this would add plus one to the ship's armor class, and a hundred hit points to the hull. That's really good. For for eight thousand, they would do the hardening, and we would also add an enchantment which will add some partial deflection to, uh, for instance, the impact of cannonballs. A direct hit 
there'll still be a direct hit, but glancing effects are more likely to uh, fly off this less uh, effect. So 8,000 8, is plus two on the class, plus 200. Good point. Right. And if you were to go ask for all three, it would cost you 20,000. We only really get that one for capital ships, but I'm including it for the sake of completeness. Um, and who knows, if you ever find a great lost treasure or something, maybe you'd be interested in having it done. That one, but... we also add hydrophobic vaults. And what those do are they stop the, uh, they will for a short time stop water flooding into the hull when breaches occur. Those oh. won't hold up forever, so you have to seal those breaches eventually, but they will stop rampant flooding. So that, combined with the hardening and deflective enchantments, is plus three to armor class, 300 hit points extra for 20,000 gold pieces. I don't think it's necessarily of interest to you, but this is also for 8,000, we also offer a featherweight enchantment, which means that you can put more, uh, you can stash more cargo in your hold without losing speed. So as your cargo hold gets more and more full, you will lose speed. So if your cargo is 50% full, you lose one knot of speed, so one mile per, uh, per, uh, per hour. Uh, at 75, you lose two. At 90%, you lose two. With a featherweight enchantment, the burden rate is reduced to 75%, 90%, 90 and 95% capacity for those rates. It's not necessarily something that might be of interest to you, but it is a common enchantment for big cargo ships like uh, like Haldanusman and so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just by the way, to help out with this decision, I've been doing some maths. Um, yeah. So we have 11,550 <laughs> from treasure that we've just got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we then have 10,500 that is already on the ship. We need 12,000 for the ship which leaves us with 10,050. If we take away the wages and the supplies, we are left with 7,350 gold to play with. You also have a, um, you also have those reaper, reaper parts. Yeah, we also have, also have reaper oh, bits. Oh, and actually you were going to try and sell those here, so just give me we a persuasion were, check. yeah. Do you want me to do that again? Yes. I'll say with advantage, because I did it last time. Thank you, yes. And um, another two from me. Uh, so, Because I would. Hang on, I rolled a 15. 28 plus 30. <laughs> 30. <laughs> yeah. But... Okay, that really bumps up the value. So it's not even a crit. I'm just going to add a 20% onto that. Uh, so the dust goes... I mean, so that's interesting, but that is just a small handful of dust. It would pay you five gold for that. That It, it <laughs> oh, is literally... Enough. It doesn't sound like much, but that's like several times its weight in gold. Um... But for the Reaper parts, they offer you a full 1,200 gold pieces. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a standard by this. By a dead Moradin, look at the craft that on this. I must have it. And You're most welcome for the right price. And does pay the right price. Mm -hmm. So we now have 8,550 to play with after our supplies and wages. But that is also assuming that we don't want anyone specialist with wages, which we haven't looked into yeah, yet. So, so you spending, don't need to buy all of spend, these now. If we did spend 8,000, that would be like most of our money. Yeah. You don't need to buy these now. You can buy them at delay, but I'm giving you the catalogue now. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I think the, the, uh, the, the um, 
the two thousand uh, boost to the hull and uh, uh, and HP mm. is worth and yeah, is worth it. Yeah, like out yeah. of character, I think we should definitely do that. Okay, yeah, you get the f- yeah. Yeah. so you put in an order for the first for hardening enchantments. Oh, yeah, so we'll go hull. for the uh, the first um, level har- uh, okay. hardening enchantments because that certainly can't hurt. And um, should we uh, come into any more money between now and then, we we can uh, uh, revisit this. So um. Bjorn lowers his voice a little. <clears throat> Between you and me, and this this conversation does not leave this room, and you've actually, like, you're in a really, with the amount of money you've been spending, you guys are in a really nice little subterranean office. There's mm-hmm. a dwarf crystal lighting it. You've been, you've been brought wine, and at your request, uh, scamp both milk and cocoa. <laughs> if you would have requested oh, it, uh, yeah. there's like a little platter of food and some sweets laid out. They're, it's like you are being treated like VIP guests. Well, I did buy a very own. nice hat, so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you look fantastic, though. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, your child is most adorable. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I might doubt like, myself I... and then look over at Corzin. Then look at Scamp and then look pointedly back at him, like, how did you get to this? <laughs> oh, I assumed you adopted. Uh, no, darling. Oh, my apologies. I, uh... <clears throat> Hopefully, I'm an orphan. <laughs> <clears throat> I think it's fair to say that Scamp is Sister's their own child. down a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, forgive me, forgive me. I, I had are, assumed. Um, it's, all, it's all fine. I, I can understand We're friends why you're married. Uh, Regardless, so this conversation, uh, of course, does not <clears throat> pass this room. We believe strongly in confidentiality as our clients, but um, not that I'm suggesting you ever would be involved in, say, smuggling. Oh, never. Or anything like that. Absolutely not. But, but hypothetically, but if hypothetically, you were the sort of person, I have to ask: Do you have a ship's mage? Yes. yes. Is your ship's mage able to cast the Sanctum spell? No. How how would one learn that? Um, presumably through years of tra- of training. Uh, I can't provide that. Uh, but is it in any books? Ah, uh, you wouldn't. I believe it's usually held on to by the Admiralty, military secrets and that. But most navies are have instructors who could teach it. However, um. We do have an alternative. Now, most people will just have a, their ship's mage do this. Uh, ship's mages usually command a wage of 30 gold a month. It, if, you do the, if you cast a sanctum every day for a year, then it becomes permanent, even on a ship. Mm-hmm. So, functionally, that's, what, 360 gold? Even if all you did was That's hire the ship, the, the mage to do that. Mm. But we understand that that creates a paper trail. And for some clients, that may not be necessarily what they want. Now, unfortunately, the way we do it is um, not cheap because there are certain material components. But we are able to create a sanctum seal. Once installed, it will sanctum your entire ship, with the exception of a sending room that you designate. Mm. And provided the seal is not broken, 
It will, it will sanctum your entire ship. We've even incorporated the new advancements in sending redirects, so that any sendings that go to the ship will be direct, redirected to someone in the sending room. But this does carry a price tag of 4,000 gold. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's certainly an intriguing possibility, Corson says, rubbing his... Uh, his chin, sort of looking at the others and sort of, um... Again, this is an initial consultation. Mm. Yeah, and That's these definitely something to think about. These yeah. services will always be available in future. Mm. Should you, uh, should you, uh, at any of our, uh, at any of our workshops. Thank you. How quickly would that be done? I assume it wouldn't We take have a, a number of Sanctum Seals pre-made. Okay. They would just need installing then. Installing, which would usually take a day. Alright. Wow. We tend to have one per workshop and then we make another one after the fact. Okay. But we understand that a lot of our clients who want one usually want them quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. And with a minimum of, of fuss. Quite. Hmm. I suppose I should uh, mention the weapon catalogue. Uh, we're to be truthful with you, if you are just looking for straight firepower, in the modern day, cannons. Most ca- classical conventional spells are outranged and out, uh, well, <laughs> gunned by cannons these days. We do have a couple of holdovers from uh, the good old days. Uh, the Fire Sprite Orb, the Call Fire Lightning Orb. Both are um, three grand each, and they would allow a uh, s- for three times a day a uh, a ship's mage could use it to cast uh, either the fire sprite spell or the call fire lightning spell. Both of them are effective at up to a mile or more of range. Hmm. These are decidedly homebrew spells. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, nothing is a mile range. Oh, no. In player's no. Noted. But yes, there exists a fourth level. Now, there exists now in Calcini two fourth level spells that can be used at sort of uh, gunnery range. That's really, really cool. I will I probably like have a quiet talk with. Uh, well, I'll, I'll probably have to quite talk with Robbie about those between <laughs> sessions. I mean, you're welcome to talk to Scamp about it, but I don't but think it will help you. Oh, that would require a degree of fourth wall breaking. <laughs> Scamp would be very it. confused to talk yeah. to Jason, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? What's going on here? <laughs> Ask no questions. Mem- mind wipe. <laughs> <laughs> How did I end up in this corridor? Anyway, um, and then, of course, you've got, well, it's a little bit out of, again, this, this sort of stuff they only put in on the, um, uh, on capital ships, but we do, we do always mention them just in case. Have you ever heard of lightning prowls? No. No. Has Cousin, because he might. Check. So okay. history check. The you've heard of you've heard of the name, and actually no, these are like these are infamous, uh, almost legendary. You have heard that there are powerful enchantments that will allow a ship, and usually something like a first-rate 
uh, to launch a beam of lightning, oh. essentially, in a straight line up to a mile or, uh, away. Fucking ray gun, what? Um. It's basically the ion cannon, yeah. Um, Heavy freezing. <laughs> so, yeah, the, this, these sorts of... Uh, so, uh, uh, so, yeah, you've heard about them. These are the thi- these are sh- these are ship killers, uh, but they like famously Admiral Grenville had one. Right, of course he did. Uh, and or, and you are aware that fortress beasts get equipped with them as well. What did you call it? A lightning. A lightning prow. That would be really good if, say, you were shooting something that was only just on the surface of the water and could easily submerge. <laughs> Still, those those are twenty thousand gold to install. So we will bear that in mind for the future. But yes, hey, if you ever find that treasure bear that in mind for the future. In fairness, they usually only get installed in capital ships, but it's not due to the size requirement. It's just the cost. For twenty thousand, most people would just buy another couple of frigates. Yes, but, I can quite mm. understand that. But, but if you needed it for something special, I for suppose. an admiral ship, yeah, you could. Um, Honestly, though, you could stick one on a sloop if you wanted. The prow itself isn't that large. The problem is um, they take about six minutes to build up power, and they're very obvious when they're powering up. Mm. And you've got to make sure that the uh, mage uh, who is uh, charging it up doesn't lose their concentration during that time. That uh, mage is very good at concentrating. Ah, oh, our mage is very different. good at everything. Well, yes. then... No. Then that launches pretty much anything in a straight line between wherever you're targeting at and the prow of the ship is going to get lightning go through it. (laughs) (laughs) Or, well, usually lightning. I heard a rumor once that there was a ship. I don't... uh, And it is alleged. I couldn't even tell you who, but I heard a rumor once of a custom lightning prowess it didn't fire lightning. What did it fire? No idea, but legend said it would suck the souls from the crew, turn wood to ash. Oh, there's a song in that, isn't there? Absolutely. Mm. Sounds like a door with only death beyond it to be. <laughs> well, you're no fun. <laughs> no, but it sounds like a vampire ship, no. I have no idea what you're talking about, but yes, that I have no idea even how, if that ever existed, how it was made. It must have been of one of a kind. Who knows? Maybe one, uh, maybe some, uh, maybe some sailors out there may have heard of it. But talking of ships' prows, though, um, is there anything? I, I, I know we've already uh, talked about the uh, um, the hardening of the hull, but is there anything that uh, could give us an edge if uh, if ever we came to? Uh, ramming another ship. Ah. Something like that, yes. That is usually an absolute last-ditch um, uh, option for, uh, I mean, for most ship combat, I'm aware, but... No, it's a fair point. What I could do is um, we could apply an extra layer for the same cost, uh, 2,000, we could double the hardening specifically on the re- and reinforcing the ram so it uh, so that it is particularly resistant to the impact so we've got the 2000 to uh, harden the hull and an extra 2000 basically uh, if you get so getting a ram just getting like a ram installed normally mm-hmm. 
uh, will cost you, I think, about 200 gold pieces. And what that means is if you ram into a ship, uh, normally because of Newton, if you were to ram into a ship, you, both you and that ship would take the same amount of hull damage. Yeah. Having a ram in place halves the damage you take. Ah. Having a hardened ram quarters it. Okay. Cool. I'm just picturing various sizes of sheep, and I can't stop myself. <laughs> uh, my brain is very literal today. When you were talking they about sanctum seals, like, there's a seal. Yeah. There's a seal on board that, yeah. when it claps, no one can see. Um, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> my brain's like a child today. Apparently, it's like not picturing anything sensibly. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that is something they could install. And but again, you know, that's not something you need now. They can always put that in later. My thinking is, if we have the edge of speed, that could be very useful. Hmm. And of course, you could Im- once you ram into someone, you could immediately board them. That's true as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Fine. Right. Something to consider, anyway. So, I think we're sold on the um, the hardening of the hull. So that's two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um. What do the two of you think? Do we want to go um, for a uh, a ram or uh, one of the further uh, enchantments for um, uh, for uh, for spells? Let's talk where this man isn't for a minute. Mm. All right. <laughs> oh, if you want, I can go fix some more drinks. Give you a little mm, that privacy. That would be lovely. Of Thank course. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Step away. He steps out, closes the door. Uh, so. The sanctum is incredibly tempting because that just sounds so relaxing. Yes, I'm uh, definitely edging towards that, but I wanted to I... consult with my other senior officers. Yeah, uh, I'd be happy to put in all the notes I have. If that would sweeten the deal a bit. Well, I've got 1,400, so that would be down to 2,600 that we'd need to Hold on to your personal money for now. Now, I bought the, uh, the ring because that's a very specific personal thing. I know it's um, uh, not usually the done thing that the, um, uh, the engagement ring uh, is offered after the wedding, but I didn't have one for, uh, for Molly, and I felt that that would be a, uh, a useful thing. You two are so cool. Mm. Oh, you've bought her an engagement ring that makes her better at killing people. <laughs> after so you got good. married. <laughs> well, we're nothing if not unorthodox. It's just, oh, it's great. <laughs> You're adorable. My point being is that you have your own money. You should spend that on uh, what you specifically want to spend that on. I we specifically have... would really love people not to be looking at me. Well, that's going to be a, <laughs> a, a thing that possibly um, is, is no, going but my, to be the case. My point is, right, we've got 6,550 gold left. We're probably yeah. going to need a... Like a considerable amount. I've forgotten how to speak. Give me a minute. <laughs> a strong wine. A the wine is quite strong. The wine is very, very strong. Dwarven. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a bit fuzzy. Probably going to need quite a lot of that to hire any specialist crew that we want. All that shit. Yeah. So if we spend that's four thousand of it on a sanctum, that's quite a lot. Hmm. But if we spend, you know, two and a half thousand on a sanctum and I put the rest in, that's not so much. And we still have quite a lot left over to start a business. And to be honest, I just I just love the thought of just not being looked at for three months solid. Well, that's fair enough. Sounds delicious to me. If you're perfectly happy to do that, Celestia, then I'm perfectly happy to let you. I just I can't think of anything nicer. 
All right. Um, but at the same time, I know that that is also a really selfish motivation, and you are the captain of the ship. Your so selfish there is... motivation is not uh, likely to um, in any way uh, detract from the well-being of anyone else on the crew. And frankly, if it's something that we can have, I think it's something we should have. Yeah. Because yeah. we have we have attracted the type of enemies who can. Yep. So, it's <laughs> actually a sensible thing for us all to have. And uh, that shall be my ruling as captain. Meh. <laughs> We shall have this. One Captain thing always. I'll just gently remind you of, because it is not a thing that the Enchanter would think to suggest, mm-hmm. yeah. is that there is another item that you have been considering consulting with an Enchanter on, although it is debatable as to whether... You have yet to debate as to whether you want to do that, given that it would mean the spreading of dangerous knowledge. Oh, the teleport thing. Uh, yeah. I very much I mean this is out of character but I very much doubt that we have the money for that you may not but they may be willing to make other arrangements you don't know if we at least knew how much it would cost in the same sense of like you know like with a lightning ram if that would answer some questions but if we knew mm. if we know how much it costs we've already told them what it is it's out mm. there yeah I that know. worries me. All right, well, well it horrifies me. I don't think we should do it yet. Let's leave that for now, then. It would because... be really convenient, and it would be just awful. Yeah, it'd be world. amazingly convenient. But the thing is, as far as I understand, it isn't wisdom going to try and take that to mage school. Yeah. Well, or at least a smaller version of it. That mm. being the case, then we may have a friend who can help us out when the time comes. I, I just I think it should be someone we can trust, you know? Yes, and I hope that isn't terribly mercenary of me, but I think that um if there's a, a person who we can who we know we can trust who can do this for us, I'd much rather go to them than have a uh another person unnecessarily know that this is a thing we have. I mean this isn't just another person, this is a whole clan. Oh yes, admittedly. You know, that's the thing, like it, it's not just this dwarf clan, if we asked them, they're not going to keep it secret. At least not amongst themselves. They're going to start selling it to other people. No, that's true. Alright, well... I would. That's just good business practice. Yeah, yes. I don't like giving it to anyone. Let's not do it yet. It just doesn't feel like the right time. No, you're right. You're right. Alright, so... If we have... Uh, if we decided then on the, uh, the hardening of the hull... The Sanctum, that uh, brings us to uh, 6,000, uh, plus the uh, the 2,000 you've uh, put in, so... Uh, let uh, Out of character, give Ellie a second. Yep. <laughs> so, 4,000, no, hang on. Shit. So it's okay. 6,000 for both of them. You've said yeah. you would put in, I think, 20... No, no um, 1,400 yes, is what I've got. So it's 6,000 for both of them. Mm-hmm. Minus... Minus 1,400 is 4,000. No, but I've I've already taken 2,000 off, so actually cool. I'm only adding the 4,000. I'm yep. doing maths, give me two seconds. <laughs> sure. So minus 1,400 is 
Uh, oh my god, what's 4,000 minus 1,400? Gang, help me. I've, uh, I've brain just run out. Thank you. 2,600. Yeah. So, Maths that will be... <laughs> yes. Um, somebody, somebody else, because I know we've got both Jason and Robbie in this yeah. cast. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else do 6,550 minus 2,600, please. Uh, so six, sorry, six thousand six five five fifty minus two six hundred. Okay, minus six hundred is five nine fifty three nine fifty three nine fifty. Okay, I was doing so well, and then my brain just stopped. <laughs> yeah, I can't I describe it any other that, way. But no, I'd... so three nine fifty yep. is what we have left to play with on crew. Fabulous, and I'm just, I'm just like literally in this character. I am just going to blow my notes on that. I still have some like physical gold, not loads, right. but I just do think like is this character? It's just worth it. Just no, is absolutely worth it. Got fuck all money now, but fuck it, honestly. Like well, so worth Corson it. Corson has not that much now, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have three thousand nine hundred and fifty to play with on crew stuff. I have already minus supplies and that kind of thing, uh, and base wages, but anything else that we want in terms of specialist crew, that's how much we have to play with, basically. Cool. Cool. Awesome. All right, then. Do you, in which case, having worked these out, do you propose these to Bjorn? Yes. Yeah, the same. So are we all happy for going for out of character, the sanctum and the hardening? Yeah. Lovely. You Let's do that. Okay, you present these to Bjorn. An excellent series of choices. We will have this. We will have. I will. I will send a message to have the hardening process begin, mm-hmm. and I will uh, ensure that uh, the seal is suitably installed. You. He works with you, um, causing to select a point on your ship. You memorize. You've memorized the blueprints, which is a uh, room which kind of is conveniently placed to be a, a, a to be a uh, sending room, kind mm. of deliberately windowless, mm. so it doesn't necessarily give away. Yeah, your it position. would have to be somewhere like in the center of the ship. Yeah. So it's, it's just I'm a imagine- room. It is just yeah. It is a room. You could maybe tell by the sound and the way it moves that it is a ship, but yeah. that's all. Um, on a ship tells you nothing yeah (laughs) Yeah. you get a sending room uh it is also coincidentally large enough that were you to ever install a teleport circle there it would uh you would be it would be wide enough to fit one cool so it's ultimately just like a cargo space underneath the forecastle at the moment Mm. yeah once this was done he takes the money from you uh, sends you off with a little gift uh, bottle of wine. Oh, thank um, you very much. Thank you. Very kind. Oh, it's been so add uh, another bottle of wine to my inventory. Hmm. Um, like it's not you know top ranking bottle of wine, but it's a decent bottle. Not a decent uh, bottle. <laughs> and you. I already have two from um, from before. Oh, you carry on back into town. So. Having sold, you've sold off your loot, all of it. You've made some uh, investments, and soon you'll need to begin the process of hiring a crew and hiring some officers. But that is something to do after these, no doubt, important messages. And now for a word from our friends over at the Roaring Trainers. 
Welcome to the Roaring Trainers Kanto in the Jazz Age, a real play 5e D&D podcast set in a 1920s Pokemon world. Follow Wesley, Sundoran, Atticus, and little Abby as they meet new friends, discover new Pokemon, and explore the landscape on their Pokemon journey. With mature themes, funny jokes, and sometimes dark storylines, the Roaring Trainers is a story for those of us who grew up on Pokemon and are looking for a Pokemon adventure that grew up with us. Follow them on Twitter and find them on any podcasting app by searching The Roaring Trainers. They took everything from us, Abby. I don't know who they are. I know the Red Rocket, but I don't know what that means. I just, I gotta find out though. How am I supposed to beat all the gym leaders if I don't have any more Pokemon and if I can't win any battles? Fail more. The more you learn, the better you'll get. Everything in life is just an experience. It's all data. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Roaring Trainers, Canto in the Jazz Age. Hello, it is I, Colander. I have been on many adventures since last we spoke. I have won a spoon, eaten a troll, liked, shared, rated, and subscribed to Flintlocks and Fireballs, and learned the meaning of love. You can too. Bye-bye. And welcome back. So, uh, anything else you want to do in Alessant before you eventually head on to either either to delay or Kion from there? Open question to everyone. Mm. Yes. I wanna go and look for some books. <laughs> what kind of books are you looking for? Magic books. Okay. <laughs> um, That's fair. I wanna go to yeah, the university where I so cunningly managed to buy books before. I you did so well last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You head to the university library, um, where you see the same. Li- uh, you see a, a libra- the librarian is uh, talking to a, a halfling. He's looking the other way. Looks up. You again. Hello. I thought I. The figure looks back, and you recognise uh, the blonde, curly blonde beard and sharp blue eyes of Professor Moriarty. Ah, scamp. Hello. Wait, you know this Steveling? Of course I do. They're one of the saviors of Seoul. <laughs> Hello. Oh. <laughs> the librarian <laughs> goes a little red in the face. Um. <clears throat> How may I help you? I would like some books, please. Kind of looks anxiously at uh, Arte, who waves a hand. Sells them what? Sorry, wrong word. Just sell them whatever they want. Yeah. Standard rates for students. <clears throat> of I course. Would, I would like whatever spells you've got that can be cast as rituals. I want to see those. And have you got any books on enchanting? Uh, they kind of flusters from him. Oh, we, I can certainly make uh, ritual uh, spell books available. Uh, 
enchanting, unfortunately. Um, it's very much... Well, there is some research underway to try and uh, develop our own techniques, but uh, in truth, the dwarves have sort of had the monopoly on enchanting for ever. However, there are many strides being made forward. Uh, for instance, uh, the Necromantic Repeater is an excellent example of a recent uh, hu halfling, actually, uh, innovations. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Ah, it's a type of device which allows a, a non-mage to sustain a small unit of undead soldiers. has a practical military application. Anyway, the point yeah. is we're making strides forward and I feel confident that perhaps, you know, within the next 50 to 60 years there will be many non-dwarven enchanters. So I but... can't learn to make crotch lightning every day. Puts up a finger from her mouth open. Actually, um... Hmm. One moment. <laughs> Examine, draws out a little reference book, flips through a few pages. I could have sworn that... I'm assuming we're both not there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was I assuming don't know. I was. Sorry. I don't know where else you would be. That's true. I've not seen the thing that's first. I don't think I'm not yeah. there. I think I've gone for a wander. I mean, there is a spell that could do that. It's not a ritual, though. No, the... I... no I want to make an object do it well if I was going to make a sorry did you say a codpiece shoot lightning yeah sorry do you, I don't know if you said codpiece it might have been crotch lightning I think it's crotch lightning but sorry, yeah crotch did you say lightning. crotch lightning yeah like a, a like your pants make lightning <laughs> I mean the simplest way would be to use a glyph spell to Freeze a lightning bolt at the moment of casting and then dis uh, discharge it later. No, that's no good. <sighs> Never mind. Um, sorry, perhaps this is not something that is... It is the work of a great deal of effort. And unfortunately, um, no offense, but... Uh, the dwarves tell us that the dwarves unfortunately do have it right. It can take. They insist that it takes decades of work to make enchantments. Myself, I personally hold the opinion they are sitting on the knowledge like a dragon's hoard. And if they just shared it, maybe science could allow us to, you know, actually improve upon their methods. But shakes his head. But and he looks very sadly at you. If you are look, if you were looking to be able to craft enchanted items in a few months just yourself the only people who could do that are uh, i don't know sorcerers like uh, petra leon or so on they said they could forge powerful items just through raw will alone really have you any books on the subject um, we do have some historical tomes. Uh, there's a guidebook on uh, famous sorcerers, yes. Can I see that, please? Five gold. Yes. Sells you a copy of the great sorcerers <clears throat> of history. Ooh. Interesting. 
Can I sell me a pencil? I can't seem to find mine. Just <laughs> give you one. It's like, here, the students keep nicking them anyway. Will it materialise so I can write this in my notes? <laughs> in <laughs> your out-of-character notes? <laughs> oh, I wish oh. I could pass you one through the microphone. I've got one in yeah, my hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had one. I sat on it. It's gone. The oh, eternal no. D and D problem. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you have a. You, you will. It'll take you a bit of time to read through that, but um, I'll take it with me. That's some information. Fun. With Magic regards. Books. With regards to a ritual textbook. Right. So you basically want. Uh, so he essentially offers, with it, with the with Arte's insistence. Yeah. He can provide you with. I believe you already got all of the first level rituals from him that you could get um, previously. I've got quite a few. Let me see if there's any you're missing. First level. I think you actually just bought the standard textbook. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have Find Familiar, actually. Or unseen servant, but it's whether they're available is not necessary. Okay, uh, I will say that unseen, yeah, unseen servant and find familiar are. Find familiar is going to have some slight adjustments to how it works for Calcinia. You, if you don't uh, want it to be there, that's also fine. I'm just. I'm, uh, I'm no, no, just it can be stuff. there, but like the elements that, like the teleportation elements, are different. So uh, you can't, yeah. you cannot, bamf away a familiar. Uh, in the way that you ordinarily would, because if you could, that would mean that all sorts of things. But I will come up with a replacement for how that works. Cool. Most likely it will allow you to ensnare another familiar relatively easily. So, if you want to use that, I'll come up with how to do that. Uh, some adjustments. Um, but, yes, you are able to... He does actually have a supplementary text, which provides those, and... You have a handy list there, don't you, of all of the uh, of all of the wizard ritual yep. spells. <laughs> Just tell me how many at each level um, that you don't have already. Third level, I don't have tiny hut. <gasps> Fun. Okay, that is a cool spell. I don't have any of the fifth level ones, um, but only, okay. He does not have anything above third level, but he okay. can provide you. He, he like he's basically going to sell you the coursework, the course no. books for for the full training. Can you not do the telepathic bond one? That one's fun. I'm Oksana surprised could do that you one. know about that. Um, those. <laughs> sorry, but. Uh, we're an educational institution. That that is very advanced magic, and it's easy. I know someone who can do it. Really? <laughs> she looks a little sceptical. A commandant. I didn't say that, but sure. <laughs> Just making an assumption there. Oh well, of course they would know it. <laughs> I said, like I said, it's very advanced work. But that's um. Those sorts of uh, rituals tend to be held under lock and key by the military. You don't, you know, that's um, not something you necessarily want just running around the civilian population. I suppose. Regardless, uh, I can sell you uh, a guidebook for the rest for 
uh, up to the third uh, circle of spells. So, just tell me how many spells, how many ritual spells you don't have. I think it's from... just Tiny Hut, it's just which is tiny third hut. level, and uh, Fine Familiar, and Unseen Servant. Is but Unseen fine. Servant, I've got Fred, and I don't need an Unseen Okay, so you're servant. only after... He looks through, and after a bit of uh, grumbling, does work out an arrangement to get you copies just of this of the texts that you want since he was going to sell you the entire text the entire books at extensive levels but again since one of the professors has told him to be accommodating <laughs> at some protest uh, he does agree to provide you with what you want so one third level scroll one first level scroll uh, you do still end up uh, he's still going uh, going to charge you 250 gold pieces for the collected knowledge. I can just afford that. Yay! Okay, you now have a ritual text which you're able to uh, transcribe into your into your coloring book. Magic. Uh, for find familiar and tiny hut. And I got a new magic hat today. It's. Certainly very magical. A profitable day, I'm sure, Scamp. Sorry, you are a saviour of soul. Huh? Do you want to see the magic I can do because of my magic hat? Yes, absolutely. Leans backwards, folding his arms. <laughs> I'm going to cast Animate Object on ten of his books and then oh, run no. away. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately starts being assailed by books. So good. <laughs> I'm just going to sort of dance around. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Not he's attack to, him, but like they're they're not doing any damage, but they're just like fluttering around like birds, just like smacking into him as he uh, as you run. So out of I assume has been out the back smoking a pipe. Is going to start going <laughs> on the altar side as a sound check <laughs> as they run away. <laughs> <laughs> How's the? Uh, sort of looks slightly apologetic, but not very at the um uh, the vendor and leaves. He, he no, he's too busy. He barely notices you trying to get various books down into place. So, I will say that over the next couple of days, uh, you read through the book. Uh, it goes over. It's, it proclaims to go over the great sorcerers of the world. Many of them are smaller, more regional effects, and there is a disconcerting re repetition of history. It seems that all of the sorcerers yeah. mentioned in this book were either found and killed early on, where, and those ones tend to be sh footnotes, were subordinated to powerful, um, to powerful, more mundane rulers and used as tools, all went off the deep end uh, and either carved out empires or, you know, raised or just, you know, shadow bombed entire cities in the way that Alderai the Black did. But many of them did apparently have the power to create uh, to create magical items. It seemed that the ability to do this was almost instinctual uh, to them. Uh, and it relied a lot not on the very technical means that by which dwarves do it, but almost an ability to subsume the powers and abilities of magical creatures 
or powerful or, or certain powerful substances and in, and and kind of write them into an object for instance there is a talk there is a um legend in which uh petroleum fought a fought dueled and slew a powerful silver dragon uh and was able to bind its lightning breath into a spear that he carried tipped with one of its teeth and could conjure lightning from it so it seems that the way that you create powerful magic items is by finding either powerful magical materials or getting hold of powerful beasts or something or monsters or something like that and kind of following your instincts into in ways of creating magic items from them oh, so damn. you can't really make you can't necessarily make stuff to spec the way that the dwarves can but if you have an inkling of something you want to try and create you could try and research or find something that does something similar get hold of it and transmute it almost into a magical item oh. so, so you cool. can create magic items but you do it in a different way and i found my pencil hooray <laughs> so i can actually write some jeffrey of this was down. chewing on it this whole time jeffrey i'm <laughs> writing my book <laughs> do you think the librarian believed that it was the hat that did the magic um, you know, I think it would be unwise for him to discount anything at this point. I think he was far <laughs> more distracted by the fact his books came to life and started flapping about the place, to be honest. It was magnificent, darling, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> People shouldn't underestimate you, you're fantastic. I'm going to make myself a new friend. Okay. A new what? Another friend! Another, another what? I found the book that tells you how to make a friend. Um, I'm sorry, I just did a moment of like clarification here. Do you mean another friend, as in like with a capital letter, like no, your friend that no. you talk to, like a Jeffrey? Oh right. Oh shit. I could make a friend for Jeffrey. Jeffrey, what kind of friend? Friends. Jeffrey, would you like a friend? <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Honestly, as long as it doesn't shit in my bag, I can cope. Be a magic friend. The magic friend shit. All oh, the yeah. horses we have oh. don't. Well, that's true. Hmm. So, yeah, I've decided how the changes in this work. Oh, how God, does it he's work? Doing a face gang. How does it work? So, the dimensional elements don't quite work. Yeah. But instead, the way that you do it is, first of all, you will need to go to a pet shop oh and no. acquire oh or no. otherwise capture the type of animal you want the base uh, animal to be. You then, once you have the animal in question, you perform the ritual to transform it into a familiar. You also need, uh, when you first do this, a little, a little statuette. Uh, depicting the creature in question. So, the familiar spell works otherwise. However, when the familiar drops to zero hit points, instead of disappearing, 
it transforms into the statue and becomes the, the tiny statuette until you cast the spell again to recreate it, to essentially allow it to rebuild its physical form. So They're, enslaving a random animal, though, that feels a bit mean. <laughs> it's, <I> s- <laughs> a, it's a little weird. Uh, when you dismiss the, the familiar, um, you... It doesn't disappear, but it does transform back into little forms. And I will say that you can have it, provided it is within 100 feet of you, uh, you can cause it to fly into your hand. Okay. And I can have multiple statues? Uh, You can can have multiple statues, but only one of them can be active as the familiar at the time. Yeah, so I can put one away and get a different one out. Yeah, so you can have multiple forms... Uh, but each form, you kind of need to create the form for that. Okay. So, yes, I have sort of turned them into Pokemon. <laughs> would it be the same animal taking multiple forms, or would you have to get different animals for each one? Um, the ritual text is weirdly non-specific about what happens to the animal when you perform this ritual, but it seems oh. to indicate that you will need to get a new one for each form. But you could presumably visit a pet shop and see if you could get a few forms of interest to you. <laughs> and the tokens do not need to be elaborately carved. Little soapstone could there be carvings. Small balls. Um, small balls with, with the, the token painted on them. Yes. Red, half red. Are you and giving half Robbie white. Pokemon? I'm giving you Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> you buy a selection of <coughs> of Santa style rubber balls. <laughs> Red on one side, white on the other, and paint in little diagrammatic form the uh, the the form of the totems on. Sure. From a man whose last name is Oak. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This is adorable. In fact, actually, do you want to visit a pet shop? Uh, no, I'm going to try and befriend a pigeon. Okay, give me <laughs> an animal one. handling Perfect. check. There are pigeons about. Yeah, you can go in front of the of, of the cathedral. There are pigeons. And rats. Uh. <laughs> That's actually pretty useful. You can fly and get into small spaces. Pigeon. Oh, that's two. <laughs> okay, you try and befriend the pigeons. They just flutter out of the way. Here, pigeons. Will you be my friend? Ooh, that one's got weird feet. I hate it. Scamp is not having a lot of luck getting hold of a pigeon. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Corson sort of takes a little bit of bread out of his pack and says, try tempting him in with this. Celestia doesn't get involved. Corson, you make an animal handling check this time. Okay, Corson's animal handling is not great. I think this is the first time I've ever rolled animal handling as Corson. Actually, no, no, there was the disastrous incident with the horse. <laughs> I think that was my only animal handling check of Celestia. The only times I've rolled have been with horrible things that have happened to horses. <laughs> we don't treat horses well in this we podcast. Don't. We don't. Okay, that's, that's 16. Why we have magic ones. 16. Oh, yeah. The pigeons, a few of the pigeons do kind of come close and start oh, nibbling at the bread. Uh, oh, that's properly <laughs> disgusting, that is. One of them, it is the fattest pigeon. <laughs> the fattest of the pigeons. Like, <laughs> this, this weirdly almost round pigeon waddles up and seems to take a liking to you. And after a bit of a bit of encouragement, just is seems willing to let you pick it up, provided you keep bribing it with more crumbs, and even set it down in the hastily drawn little 
uh, chalk circle. So um, the little red India rubber balls and the little bits and bobs you need to do to, to for the, uh, the the ritual. Each one of these rubber balls and you know coincidentally the same amount of incense for each time you need to cast it will cost you 10 gold pieces so how many how many rubber oh. balls and how much incense do you want to buy oh no essentially how many um, castings do you want so i spent how much it was 260 wasn't it yeah on books and then five on the other 250 book. 250 so 255 i've only yeah. got 35 gold that oh, shit uh <laughs> Well, this is useful to you, I'm willing to pitch in a, uh, an extra ten. Well, I'll get three for now. All right. I'll give you a ten if you want. No, it's give all right. Give me twenty if you want, I don't mind. No, I, I don't use money much. I know, okay. but if you want it for things... No, oh. it's all right. All right well, I've got all my it. jewels, but they're for magics. Are you sure, yeah. Scamp? So you lure this fat pigeon... It's a really fat pigeon into an alleyway. You draw a little, uh, you draw a little, the little circle, uh, set the incense burning. How does this creature ever fly? That particular one, I'm wondering actually, but you did actually see this one fly. (laughs) It fluttered down, but it does waddle a bit as it walks. I've seen thinner chickens. Doesn't make any sense. And you lower it down into the middle of the of the ritual circle. <laughs> Almost entirely round. <laughs> and it's a bulb. With a oh. the incense and herbs kind of all immolate at once. And there's a brief moment where you see uh Scamp, you see the pigeon outlined in like a sort of it's been a while since I've played it, so what colour is the light usually for a Pokemon ball? It's blue. Red, it's blue. I think. It's, it's either red or blue. I forget which. I want to say red. It's like an outlined in red, and then the red outline seems to suck into the little ball. The pigeon seems unaffected. Celestia and Corzin, as the spell is being cast, as the, as the ritual circle is put into place, you notice it's a city. There's always spirits by nearby. A spirit in the form of what looks like a little, almost like a like a little golden sparrow, <laughs> flutters by, flutters down to the edge, seems attracted by the incense, hops into the little circle, tries to hop out, finds it can't, and then as the pigeon is goes in, suddenly. Its form breaks apart, turn and mimics that of the pigeon as the red light surrounds it, and the whole thing is thing is sucked into I the I messaged to cause in in our heads. Let's never tell Scamp how creepy that was. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. Although, um, uh. to you, you can just see the uh, the the red India red and white India. Uh, sorry. Uh, Sanistyle rubber ball just like flicker with gold and spirit light for a few moments before it all sinks inside. I think you did it. Gotta catch them all. Definitely did something. <laughs> Do you think um, the pigeon's alright? The fat well, pigeon seems to be. finishes eating the bread and then <laughs> flutters away. How does it get that... off the floor? I just I have questions. The surface is stupid. I love it. 
I learned that trick with the bread with a uh, little corazon once. Uh, we managed to get like I, I think thought was... you were tempting little causing with the bread the way that you worded that, and then I realised no. that you were probably feeding the birds together, and that would make a lot more sense. Yes, <laughs> uh, we managed to get about uh, three or four on the, uh, uh, on either arm, but then it ended up he had crap all down his back. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I suppose if you're under a foot tall, that's actually a bit worse, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, took a bit of cleaning up, but you know, it was a memorable day. Yeah, I'd imagine so. <laughs> So you now have the you now have your little pokeball. Um, you can deploy it whenever you want by throwing it. I'm gonna throw it. <laughs> okay, as the ball strikes the ground, it bounces, and immediately the whole thing is wreathed in red light <laughs> and expands outwards into a copy of the fat pigeon. The pigeon tilts its head, looks up to you, Celestia and Cause, and you see its eyes flash golden for a moment. And then it flutters up onto your forearm, uh, Scamp. I've made a friend. You made a fat little little feathery friend. Certainly seems so. Well done, Scamp. Um, I should name this bird. You should. Name this bird. This bird is... Um... Marjorie. Ah. All right. Majestic. Okay, your Pokemon familiar is now Marjorie. <laughs> you know, it looks like a Marjorie. Marjorie the pigeon. Put that yes. in my notes. <laughs> okay. You're going to be like, what is this? Marjorie's like, current yeah. form is Marjorie. that of a pigeon. Would you like to acquire... Uh, like, fucking hell. The casting time is one hour, so I'm going to assume that you got most of it together before... Uh, like, you got the you got the little ritual circle prepared before you lured the, the pigeon in. Yeah. <laughs> to set its form. Um, <coughs> if you want, you can also... You can also prepare uh, another ball for future use. So, if you want... If you wanted to take, for instance, the rat form or something, if you want to try and oh. find a rat... <laughs> Um, what else could it be? I want something that could climb. Marjorie tilts her head. I know you could climb, Marjorie, but something that you could fly. You don't need to climb. Or something that could swim. Like a fish? Yeah. Like a fish friend. Or an octopus. You've got an octopus friend. I do, but it's not the uh, the type you can um, charm like that, I don't think. No, I need a real one. Yeah. Where would you find an octopus? Usually they're in warmer it? climes. So, you know, we might find one in Sunder. Okay. Oh. Never actually seen one that isn't a spirit. You could... Picture. Just thinking about the things you could get here. You could try and get an eel from the river, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's really gross to think about. Take it out and put it in the circle while it just like thrashes. <laughs> oh, <Ooh. God. laughs> uh, so bad. An octopus would at least be not immediately dead on land. Yeah, that's true. Is that how it works? Do they? Do they I, breathe? No, oh. no. But they they can hold their breath for quite a while. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, they, they can move on land, but not nearly as fast as they can uh, in the sea. Don't they yeah. go a bit squidgy on land? 
They're all muscle. Yeah, I mean, if you look at this one, he sort of um, gestures to the um, to the ambivalent octopus and points Rude. out how the, uh, the the arms on it are um, are quite long, but also quite prehensile. <laughs> to demonstrate them, the ambivalent octopus shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> Good arms, well done. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to um, uh, hold all those swords <laughs> once upon a time, do you remember? Yeah. No, I've seen them. I saw the swords, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> Did you see the swords? I think you might have been I blind during that bit. Were... Oh, yeah, you were blinded during that. You got blinded that. during that. Oh, no, I didn't see anything. Yeah, something funny happened to your eyes. Oh. That was grim. Yeah. Oh, let's not do that again. No. Yeah, let's let's avoid that. Although I think um, if it were something that was uh, caused magically, I could probably counter it now with the uh, mm. the help of our friend here. You have got very good lately. Thank you. All right. So you're going to hold off on another form. Oh, a lizard. Well, I. Um... Do we have lizards in the Underdark? I feel like maybe we would. Yeah, there's like not many, because lizards tend to prefer warmer climbs. Mm. Um, but like, it's certainly possible to like, you could go around and see if you can find a newt or something. Newts aren't lizards! They're I know, they're lizards. amphibians, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, like there are s smaller lizards in Seoul. Oh, France is full of lizards. Yeah, like not in the, right in the middle of the city, but I guess if you went into the country, you could <laughs> probably go get some. pet shop, I suppose. Mm. Up to you, Don. I'll leave it for now. I don't want to take up all our day. Okay, yeah, so you're not going to go to a pet shop. If you shop. want to go to a pet shop, well, if we see one, but let's not go too out the way because we've got stuff to do. Okay. There, like, if you want to make a quick investigation check to see whether you can ask for directions to a pet shop, you can. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, do you want me to do it? Yes, go yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think it's like you're just doing a quick check, so just yeah, a straight just one. Yeah, just a straight one. Um, dirty 20. Okay, so you do find... Um, okay, so you do find a pet shop, which someone directs you to. In a corner, in a back street, uh, near, uh, uh, not too far from Horn Alley, it's a proper, it's a, it's a little, uh, it's a very cramped little shop, but there are baskets filled with various animals, uh, there are, uh, and little, little cages, and even some, uh, even a number of little, uh, tanks with various fish and so on swimming around, and there is a, Oddly familiar look, ferocious looking figure waiting, standing at the, uh, uh, at the counter. Hello and good welcome. I am Truthful Al-Sadim. Welcome to my pet, uh, to Truthful Al-Sadim's Pet Emporium. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How can I help you today? Um... <laughs> Ah, I see you have a fine uh, purchase already. Unless you are looking to sell them. No, no, Jeffrey. Good, oh. good, good. Then how may I help you? Um, I would like 
He looks exactly like the just the same. You've got Jeff. Yeah. Oh, wait. The like hoodie. suspiciously so. Just like exactly the same. Like oh. slightly different haircut. Okay. But it has been a few months, so he could have just cut his hair. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. But that I think was back in Kion. No, that was back in Crosswater. That was Crosswater. Yeah, Sorry. Crosswater. Yeah, I meant to say Crosswater. Yeah, that's. Also, where he got the pigeon. Not the pigeon, the parrot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the parrot that lasted almost an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost a whole almost episode. But we did make episode. a big friend from that one. Yeah. Oh, the cutest one was when a stowaway was like, oh, I love the parrot. I love the new addition to the team a few weeks back. And then <laughs> tweeted again, like, you could have told me it didn't even last an episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was so sad. Heartbroken. <laughs> Um, so the, the pigeon didn't vanish, did it? It was still there. No, the pigeon is still there. How no, can the, I mean the, 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 the original pigeon. It was. Yeah, still, no, that's yeah, that's still, still around. Can I rent a lizard? <laughs> for a reasonable fee, how long would you like to rent a lizard for? Hour and a half. <laughs> like borrow my dog, <laughs> rent a lizard. Towards <laughs> <laughs> the chin. Uh, All right. I will charge you the full cost, but I will refund you all but one, three silvers, if you return these, uh, the lizards within two hours, intact, Okay. alive. Okay. No refunds for damaged lizards. What? I'm not going to damage your lizard. What kind of lizards have you got? I have a number of lizards. <laughs> Show reach seven. Uh, are you looking for uh, to, to rent something more exotic or something more local? Something that can climb. Hmm. Next strand. Well, I would offer you the bearded dragon, but those but that is a lazy shit and never uh, and never does anything. So let's move on from that. <laughs> I saw one try and jump yesterday. She landed on her fucking back. Didn't you, Gizmo? <laughs> New stowaways for the podcast. It's funny because Robbie has a pet beardy. Yeah. <laughs> Who is asleep over there, bless her. My name was Gizmo and she's the cutest. Yeah. She well, can't yeah. jump. She tried to jump from one log to another and just fell on her side. It was oh, the most that must have been the funniest thing. Poor little but, girl. Uh, Truthful Asadim does present to you with a selection or well, I say selection. There's three. Uh... <laughs> Uh, common uh, common lizards uh, 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 lizards which are able to climb. I don't know my lizards, so if you would like Robbie. to, so so Robbie, <laughs> if you would like to climb. name a type of lizard <laughs> common to uh, in our world, Western Europe, which is capable of climbing, please do so. Well, this is like wall lizards. I think they're common lizards. But I'm hoping there'd be something like a gecko. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. But it's a little more exotic. There is a chill. I mean, you want a, a more exotic gecko? Okay. Well, not so, just any gecko, but I'm not sure you okay. really get any. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Alcidim has some geckos. <laughs> they're there really good one, at climbing. There is yeah, one that is like a dull green. Uh, a dull green with like a bit of brownish uh, coloration to it. There is one that is a brighter green with some light green coloration, and there is one which is black with orange spots. Oh, I want that one. Okay, that oh. will be ten gold, and then I will return all but 
three silver of it. Oh. Provided you return it in two hours. I've got ten gold. Here you go. Can I borrow five gold? <laughs> yeah, yeah, here you go. You have five gold. <laughs> okay. You oh, all right. <laughs> make your temporary purchase of the gecko. <laughs> Step outside into an alleyway for two hours. Um, and uh, For an hour and a half. And I'm going to say... Um, you get it in the little basket, but you do have to get it out of the basket to put it in the circle at the end of the ritual. So who would like to remove the lizard, uh, the, the little gecko, and put it into the circle? Um, I don't think I'll surprise anyone when I say I'm not touching it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, Corzin can. Will you help okay. me, Corzin? Corzin? I just yeah, give right. you five gold, by the you way. try and coax this little lizard out. Uh, give me an animal handling check. I really want to... Um, uh entice these things with like insects or something but I'm a bit short uh, short on those at the moment I'm not getting involved <laughs> oh dear uh, that would be a four the moment you open the basket the lizard immediately leaps out and starts scrambling up the wall of the alleyway uh, trying to find its freedom oh go on then I'm really tall can I grab it uh, make uh, I'm gonna say make a, an unarmed attack roll against the lizard's what, AC. What is so that? just uh you are proficient so dex I'll say dexterity probably because you're trying to catch it plus proficiency. Oh that's really bad. Um so dex uh, that is a whole ten. A whole ten I'm yeah. gonna add a D4 <laughs> Okay Aww. it's a one <laughs> eleven eleven a whole eleven let me see what stats I want to use for this little thing uh, that's yeah. Given the dexterity, I think it has. That's not quite enough. It just manages to. You, you grab at it twice, and it skitters uh, out, clambering quickly further up the wall. It's now like nearly up to this. It's up past you, onto up to like the first story. It's kind of getting um, close to the roof now. I'd like to make a minor illusion of, um, God. I don't know. Something scary Chris, to a lizard. What a lizard scared a new, of. A new revolution. Um, <laughs> Large bird? Yeah, a minor illusion of like a bird noise. Ah! Like, okay. right near it. Give me a performance check. Um, yeah, 24. Ah! The lizard, uh, little gecko, startles and immediately starts scribbling back the other way. Okay, make another check if you want to try and grab it this time. <laughs> yeah, go on. One. <laughs> okay, Which means you, out of my reach currently. You overstretch. It's coming back down, though. It's coming back down, but you try and grab up at it, and yeah, it's it's out of your reach, cause and you're just too short um, at this point. And you try and grab it, but you accidentally overbalance and fall onto Corzin. Ah, shit. Knocking Ow. both of you down. Ow. The Ow. lizard Ow. does a little L turn and starts scurrying out oh, towards no. the street. I want to grab oh, the lizard. <laughs> okay, uh, give me an attack roll, unarmed attack roll, uh, scamp. Uh, dex based? Yeah, dex based. I'm gonna tie it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh no. Um, am I proficient with this or not? You are proficient with your. Then, with an okay, arm, that's with 16 then. Okay, you. Like, you scramble and it gets out of your hands a couple of times, but you manage to get both hands on it, trying not to crush this like, fragile little gecko. <laughs> You, you even manage to avoid grabbing it by the tail so it doesn't try and lose its own tail to escape. <laughs> and wriggling, push it into the circle and hold it in place as 
it sparkles with red light and an echo of the ge- gecko <laughs> sinks into gecko. the uh, little red and white gecko. rubber ball. You s- wrestle the gecko back into the uh, uh, lid, uh, into the uh, basket, <laughs> cram it shut, and return it to truthful Alcidim. I must admit, I did not actually expect uh, to see those again. Those little buggers are very good at escaping. Yeah, they're, they're fucking uh, fast. Quick. Oh well, here is your money back. Thank and you. Retores you all but three silver uh, shillings. <laughs> here you go. You can have your five gold back now. You can keep it, darling, if you want. Well, I don't mind. It's yours. No, have it. You're a bit <laughs> short. That's not a very nice thing to say. <laughs> I you used are to be a bit taller. short, but you're also a bit short on money, which is what uh, I meant. I've got so nine money. You now have Yeah, a, keep the five if you've only got nine. Fucking hell. You now have a pigeon and a I've gecko form fine. for your for Marjorie. <laughs> uh, would you like... Uh, so, so, as well as having the pigeon and gecko form, both of those ball... So, the pigeon ball is now currently Marjorie's body, um, but the gecko ball is charged up and can be used whenever, and you also have, like, a... Uh, like, you have a thing of... Like, you have enough incense to re-summon Marjorie again in future. So I'll say, like, you, you know, you haven't completely used... Uh, so you've got, like... Essentially, two charges of Marjorie left, mm. as far as, as components are concerned. Lovely. Do you want to try and purchase another, like, rent another form for Marjorie? <laughs> no, it's gonna get expensive. Okay. Um, unless two forms there's an octopus, is there an octopus? Roll me a luck check. Oh, 19, there might be an octopus. Oh, wow. There is a tiny rainbow-coloured octopus <gasps> in a jar. Why ah, it's so cause and cause and it's like our spirits had a baby you together. Are most, you are uh, someone yeah. of, of great taste. That is the rare, deadly, deadly, deadly... Pauses for a moment. Oh, no, sorry. That is the rare rainbow octopus. <laughs> It's adorable. I love it with mm. my whole heart. Ah. Is it always that color, or can it change color? Um, I believe it can change. Uh, yeah, uh. its color. Do not let it <coughs> squirt ink in your eye. Uh. How, how much is it to rent your octopus? <laughs> let us say the same arrangement as before: ten gold down surcharge, and then I will return all but three silver. If you return it in two hours, you are really trying to get the most out of these pets <laughs> in a short period of time. I'm I impressed. love animals, and Force. nothing else is happening. <laughs> Cousin, can I borrow three silver? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Truthful, Sidim gives you a look, but is happy to take your ten gold and uh, and the three silver. Back to the to alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> what? You step back out with this little jar with a tiny octopus tiny in it. Octopus. Okay, who would like at the at the culmination of the ritual to put the octopus into the uh, to take the octopus out and put it into the center of the? I want to touch it this time. You want to touch, touch it this time? It, yeah. Animal handling check, please. <laughs> uh, oh, it's gonna be like really, really bad. 
That's a, a nine. I'll add okay. a D four. Have a two. It's another 11. 11. Okay. As you pick up the octopus, it writhes and squirts a spray of black ink across your face, but narrowly you manage to close your eyes in time. Um, Kind of hold it down like a little cage of your fingers, as once again the spell discharges, and a red afterimage of the octopus is transferred into the little red uh, red and white rubber ball, which you scribe a little picture of an octopus on, before you get it back up in your hand and plop it back into the jar. Oh, you're a little fucker. I love you. <laughs> you wipe ink off your face. <laughs> the octopus sort of swims around a little jug and you return it to your truthful Elsidy. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for the loan of your animals. And thank you for the six silver. Corson, <laughs> here's your three silver back. Oh, uh, thank you. you. You're fine. Keep it. But Oh. Looking at um, looking at that uh, octopus, you do wonder what do these uh, spirits get up to while we're um, sleeping and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a that feels like a bonus one shot at some point, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, You're welcome. One shot. Yeah, that'd be well good. Yeah. I think I don't know if I could do that with that. Like I'm gonna have to think about whether how practical that is, given the secret knowledge and stuff. But it feels like that could, that could be a fun, maybe non-canon one. <laughs> so Marjorie now has three forms: pigeon, gecko, octopus. It's a tiny octopus as well. So tiny, like a little one. Okay, so the Mar- accompanied now by your two pets. Jeffrey <laughs> and Marjorie. <laughs> I'm so glad that Marjorie's default form is something I can do a sound for. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> You're gonna have a menagerie by the end of this, aren't you? I never got pets before. I like pets. No, that's fair enough. I'm not. Um, I'm not complaining. Just. Um... No pigeons looking at me. <laughs> Like it's getting ideas. It's eyeing you suspiciously. <laughs> Ruffles its feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Flutters a little. Fucking weird. Oh, I think you're gonna get on like a house on fire. <laughs> there might be no survivors. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Jeffrey, you're going to be nice to Marjorie now. Okay. The pair of them stare at each other. Narrow their eyes. <laughs> See, it's got a look, hasn't it? survival was born. God, I wish we were visual. It's so good. <laughs> Jeffrey lowers his head. Pigeon straightens up a little. They seem to have worked out some manner of arrangement between them. (laughs) Friend, is Jeffrey okay? He will be. (laughs) Okay. You carry on with your day. (laughs) <laughs> we move on from that <laughs> anything else you wish to do with in Alisop with your new pets before you continue on not really no 
Okay. I do have a question, actually. Yep. Given the amount of time that has passed, Mm -hmm. and given that Alison is probably the last place he definitely knew they were going to be, um, would a certain letter have arrived in this time? I think it would have. And um, you, you do actually find... Uh, causing you have popped by the um, uh, the the uh, uh, the courts of justice just to literally just to check in Uh, things are pretty busy but there has actually been some post left I don't recall if it was addressed to all of you or just to Celestia it was to Celestia specifically okay oh this is exciting Celestia causing returns from his excursion with an envelope addressed to you. Very really fancy handwriting on it, I'd imagine. Yeah, little wax seal and everything. Yeah. No fancy bastard. What have you written me? I open it up. All right. Um, in a rather elegant hand, mm-hmm. uh, you read the following words. <laughs> Dear Celestia, My sibling and I are settling in well here. A lot of people stare at us, but I suppose they've probably not seen many of our people. (laughs) (laughs) The jazz is killing us. (laughs) Sorry, it's it's, it's sad, There are whispers as we pass sometimes. Uh, I'm not sure if it's awe, fascination, or fear, but I can certainly see something in their eyes. I offered the halfling general who met us here my services to train an arachnary force for them. Uh, should we be able to procure some eggs and hatch them and raise them as our own? We've been quizzed fairly thoroughly on the underdark's defenses, but for the fact they were, but and but for the fact they were woefully outmatched at the moment. Uh, what I have seen of this army suggests to me that they are no disorganized arrow fodder. I've been searching around for some eye shields like yours, but no luck yet. Did you have to go to it's a dwarven smith for them? <laughs> <laughs> In any case, they appear to be hard to come by here, and... Uh, while Sander is content to venture out mainly after dark, I have taken to wearing a large, wide-brimmed hat, which <laughs> which is at least a small improvement, but does make moving around unnoticed a little harder. That was an in-character giggle at the letter. <laughs> I haven't heard anything yet in response to the letter I sent to my house, Carl. It should do, it should have arrived by now. If there is nothing from him within uh, another week or so, I will ask Sander to send. I may also try and get in contact with my surface agent, a tiefling named Liberty, and see if there is perhaps a new business deal we can strike. The coffee you gave me is splendid, although I may have overindulged at first, and barely slept for three days. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that no. Fucking hell. I think I managed to convince some of the soldiers here that Drow in fact don't sleep. It was most amusing. <laughs> I hope you and your companions, yes, even the small one, are prospering. Searching for the finest bottle of whiskey the surface has to offer for when the time is right. Only the finest for the future Lady Rossinol. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mustache, my new human friend, Denis, has offered to teach me how to shoot her musket, and in return, I have offered to teach her some fencing lessons. Yours affectionately, Sabnet Cormrace. P.S. Why didn't you tell me about flapped jacks? They're amazing. <laughs> Food of champions. <laughs> I'll send you the full text of that later. Sam, that was everything. Like, <laughs> he's a fucking icon, man. I just love him. <laughs> I... I'm going to... I might send to him in response. Okay. <laughs> Got your letter. Sounds like an absolute riot. <laughs> Calm down on the coffee. <laughs> Try asking for smoked glass, not eye shields. <laughs> <laughs> Miss you. Be well. <laughs> the spirits flitter away. Alright, I'm going to make a request here, Jason. Can I yes. roll for relevance? As to yes. what Sabnit yes. is currently in the what middle of doing. Yeah, roll right to now. see what he's doing. If it's a one, he's on the toilet. Or having right. sex. Okay. <laughs> Alright. That's a four. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Still likelihood of on the toilet or having sex, but hmm. possibly just in, like, literally, like, halfway through lunch. Alright. Okay. He, he, after a few moments, you receive a response. The spirits flitter back. <laughs> Excellent. Post up here seems prompt. Rather busy currently. We'll take your advice into consideration. I trust all is well with you and others. I think that's 25. You've got one word left. Oh. <laughs> um. No, I honestly can't think of anything right now. <laughs> okay, then that's it, that's it then. <laughs> what are you doing? Do I get one word from that? <laughs> oh, actually, um... Yes, I have thought of something. I sorry, Just out of like, like, do you realise the sending's not over? <laughs> like, I just wondered, you know? <laughs> Alright. The one uh, word you get is... After a short pause, I'd imagine. <laughs> short pause and then... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I feel there's a lot conveyed in that anyway. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> That was perfect and wonderful. <laughs> oh, I love him. <laughs> I should have married him. He's hilarious. <laughs> that was joyous. 
Thank oh, you, that's for character. That was wonderful. I was sitting on that for a while. I'm glad it, it went down well. <laughs> it was great fun. Oh. Okay, you gather together your things and prepare to set out on your journey back. Uh, as you, uh, as you're kind of making your preparations and getting ready to leave, um, just because otherwise it won't discharge. Scamp roll the D100. Oh no! It's just oh, as you're, you just kind of like, you feel a bit of pressure building as you're making your way just mm. down the middle of the street. It's going to be hilarious if it's something really like long term bad, like you age up or down because you used it to, t- to catch a fucking lizard. <laughs> <laughs> that is also peak scamp, you must admit. What, what did you yeah, roll? Is... I have rolled a 12. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no, what is it? Why is he laughing? Oh no. It's not aging, is it? Oh shit. I've jinxed it. It's a two. Oh my god. Oh my god, is it happening? No, it's lets out a massive fart. Ah! (laughs) And jumps up a little. But unless they jump up a little, their legs go down, but the rest of them doesn't. And they grow two inches. I'm sorry, did you just fart and get taller? Uh, <laughs> yes, I should try that again. Is and that going to happen every time you fart now? I hope so, let's try. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Now, by the end of the day, you'll be up near the roof. Oh, that's terrible. You strain little and then you don't grow. Oh, your clothes will fit. <laughs> so that one just stinks. Oh, fucking get, get away from me. <laughs> that's disgusting. Uh, I got two inches back. Ish. Oh, that, that's... Like... Will it last? Well, well the, the last, other one uh, did. Change in height did. I lost yeah. like four inches, didn't I? Yeah, well, I got loads. two back. Maybe they were just misplaced. <laughs> and I think I'm still growing. Maybe they were trapped in your bowel. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if you weren't still growing. You're not that old. As far as we know. <laughs> You're like 14 or something. I don't know, maybe. I mean, even top whack. For 14, you've still got a few, uh, best part of a decade's growth left in you, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, when did tieflings grow? I, yeah, I pro- think, I know, maybe from, that what, from what little I know, they're about comparable to humans. I lose track. Elves do it a bit differently. Uh, right, well, uh, usually humans uh, re- reach, like... What you might term adulthood at like eighteen, twenty. Huh. Okay. So, you saddle up and prepare to head onwards. Do you guys want to head back to Kion, which will be a four-day journey, or on or, or off to Delay, which will be a one-day journey, depending on which side you want? I'm going to um, give you a bit of a thing. Kion will give you more access to. Kion is a good place to talk to tieflings, to your companions that you have there, to learn about, uh, you know, to, uh, to, uh, and there are some friends that you can hire there, but you can also visit there later. If you wanted, you could go to Delay. Delay has, if you're looking to hire a crew, Delay classically has more, being a port town, having a shipyard, it has more available sailors and is, is a place where you're more likely to find experienced profession, like skilled specialists. Hmm. Um, out of character, I do want to go back to Kion before we leave, obviously. You um, will have opportunities to do that. But though. I don't mind what order we do this yeah. in. 
Well, I think that as it's closer and we've got the opportunity to um, uh, get some more specialist crew there, it might be an idea to go to delay first. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we should. <coughs> well. Frankly, I think we should get a lot of tiefins from Kion as well. I think it's good to be a ship that has a lot of tiefins yeah. on. So yes. if we go to Delay now, get the ones that are going to be harder to find, the specialists, go back to Kion, find out how many people are interested in joining, Yeah, and, also and then go back to Delay and hire just before we leave. Yeah, and also something we did mention, which I think we should do, mm. is uh, taking on some ship's boys... Who don't have anywhere to go. Yes, absolutely. I think there's yeah. probably going to be more of them in Kion, but um, it's... You can hire from both locations. Yeah, might be worth checking both and seeing yeah. if there are yeah. groups of kids yeah. who are having trouble and don't have anyone. All right. I'm sure there's a few orphans from the Kraken attack. Must I'm well be. up for that, yeah. Okay. I think it's, it's fitting. Also, yeah, playmates for little causing. Nice. Although, you yeah. know, if if there are some kids who lost their family to a kraken, maybe not put them on the ship that we're going to take to fight a kraken. Or maybe do do that, but get, let them know that that's the eventual goal. We should tell well, them. Well, obviously I'm going to tell them. Uh, although, I just, and I'm, I'm perfectly aware that I... I, I <laughs> I might be alone in this, but um, if someone had given me the opportunity uh, after the, uh, the Kraken destroyed my home to go and uh, to go after it, or at least contribute to its downfall, I'd have jumped in it. Yeah, but some people will be terrified of it now, which is it's different fair. people. Yeah. Well. Well. We be clear. Cross. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll be very clear. Okay. Also, I, I suppose, to be honest, it's going to be a while before we're at that point because we need a fucking fleet. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So yes. we should be clear with them that that's the end goal, but it's not necessarily happening in the near, near future, so they'd have chance to bail if they wanted yeah. to. You should also make... you. I also want you to... Uh, so you will be... Here's a decision you should make. Is your... How do you plan to operate on the high seas are you planning to operate as sort of merchant adventurers the we're not necessarily going to engage in piracy or privateering but we're leaving ourselves open to it as privateers with a letter of mark which is we worth mentioning the by the way yeah it's worth mentioning you do have a letter of mark uh for one marlin brandy uh which and sewell is once again at war with Orsiria. <laughs> Thanks to the co coalition attempting to restore the monarchy of before, and or do you intend to operate as straight-up pirates? Because this will affect the expectation of the crew that you hire. Um, shall we say we started talking about this in character? Because I yes. have something yeah. I'd like to say about it in character. Yes, so let's this, say is this is a discussion you're having on your way to. We're delay. having it on the way. Uh. One thing I was thinking about is we're sort of part of the Scarlet Wind Collective, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying I'd that... I'd love it if we could free some slaves. Well, I'm absolutely not opposed to that. Um, uh, though that does... Um... 
that would make well, us that, that, does, that does mean that we're, uh, we're definitely going down either the, uh, the piracy or the uh, privateering route. Yeah. yeah. Also, in Sunder, we're going to be so far away from the controlling authority that it really... It's not going to matter to them what we do, but it will matter perhaps to the, uh, the crew that we sign. If, um, if a crew signs up expecting piracy and all they get is privateering, they might be a little disappointed, and vice versa. Mm. So we sign up a crew saying we're mostly going to be privateering and merchant sailory, but if we see a slave ship, we're going for it. That doesn't yeah. strike me as uh, too outrageous, because, I mean, it's... I mean... It's, it at least aligns with uh, where the political wind in Seoul is blowing at the moment. Certainly, um, uh, they aren't going to be in, in favour of um, there being... Uh, well, certainly not Arsurian slaves out there. But regardless, they just, like it's... I say, they don't need to know about that. I don't know, it's... Something I'd like our ship to do. I think yes. we all would. I think so. Okay. And I'd like a crew that are on board with that. I'd, I think I that, uh, that's an easy proviso. If um, if they don't if they aren't on board with uh, the freeing of slaves, then uh, frankly, we can take other people. I think freeing slaves should be in what they sign up for. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I'd like this ship to be. A place people can go if they don't have anywhere else. Yeah, I agree with you. Not necessarily everyone in the crew, you know, some of them maybe just working sailors and that, but... But I like the I... idea that you're saying of um, giving people a, uh, a chance, an opportunity to do something that otherwise they might not have. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, a place to go. Where... Yeah. A home. Yeah. A place where they're accepted and maybe they get to do some good, you know? That's a point. It's uh, something that uh, uh, Alton brought up with me. Um, but if we're going to hire um, a, uh, a large tiefling crew, we may need to uh, ensure that there's um, proper discipline to ensure that there's cohesion. Because we don't have any problem with tieflings, but we're not everyone. Um, fuck anyone who does. Quite so. Okay. Not sure but, they get to get on the ship. Mm. To be honest, fuck them. Well, if they have a problem about it, we're going to have a problem with them. Ooh, they yeah. can get off the ship very quickly. Ooh, they can well, get off the ship that halfway we have to fucking uh, sunder if they cause trouble with that. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> you make your way on to delay. By the way, I. Uh, I think you mentioned you were going to look into the situation with the spider tieflings at some point. Yes. yes. Should, should we do that yeah. on the way? <clears throat> yes, you can yes. do ascending. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to go flying with Marjorie. While you're, I'll do the sending while you're flying with Marjorie. That works nicely. That's adorable as well, uh, by the, the way. The, the three of you, four of you can't friend. So Scamp, Jeffrey and Marjorie Aww. all go flying. So cute. Um, so I gather the rainbow spirit together into a ball. Um, 
And I say, Tester, darling, <laughs> Celestia here, how's the surface? Got jobs, potentially, for you and others. Our ship needs a crew going to Sunder soon. Long oh, sorry. Way. Sorry, did you what did you say was dilla, delay? Was the last words you said? Um long way. Long way. I said. Okay, so you didn't give the location. I want I want them to know like it's a long journey that they're going on. There's a p- wait and then the spirits return. Ah. Oh. Celestia. We spread across the Underdark, bringing the word of the New Age. But my brother and some of his closest come to you. Where? What date would we need them in delay by out of character? Uh, you would need them before the end of the month. So it's it's currently by well, this point like the seventeenth. So yeah, they'd they'd have a bit of a, a bit over a week. Uh, ship in delay, Sul. Leaving in about a week. How many? Any particular skills? We'd love to have them. Okay. Thanks. Brief question, because I have three names written down, and I know you didn't encounter and one Tester. of them. I don't know what the other one was. Thank you. I couldn't remember if it was Trialer or Tasker that was the. That Tasker, was the we didn't have. You did not meet Tasker. Cool. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Trialer, uh, there is a response. Trialer comes with 30 of his best warriors. If you will guide them and support them, they will follow you even unto the sea. One week. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, I'm going to yeah. do another sending. We'll be three month journey to Sunder. Not sure when back. Lots of traveling. If good, they are welcome. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> The reply is, send to my brother. Ask him directly. Okay, I and I will abstract that you, abstract you, you, you do this. Yeah. Uh, Trialer is very happy. Right? <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> I hunger for the adventure. Yes. You must supply us 
food pay. Also, each requires one musket, hmm, four sabers. <laughs> uh, of fucking four hands. Yeah. We shall fight by your side. So that does affect their recruitment cost, yeah. which I will pass on <laughs> to you at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will get into I that I obviously relay this to both of you. Perfect. I mean, fucking warriors with four hands, yes. Also, that sounds amazing. They're adorable yeah. and they want to go on an adventure, and that just sounds oh. lovely, to be honest. Well, we shan't disappoint them then. Yeah. Okay. So, you head to delay. Uh, to abstract some details, you make contact with Vig, and he is all too happy to take on a role as your bosun and paymaster. Okay, excellent. Um, and he kind of goes over as you, uh, the pair of. You know, he essentially offers his resignation to uh, uh, to um, Briggs, who is in port at the moment with Esperidia and is happy enough to grant it. Been looking for any, uh, has has someone in mind to take the quartermaster position anyway. And it's basically just a permission to transfer, isn't it? Essentially permission to transfer. And the pair of you sit down and begin looking at your options. Vig provides you, uh, Vig essentially gives you a summary of what you're going to need. All right, so you've got two elements, three elements to cover. You have the two. Uh, you have the surgeon job. You have the surgeon job, and you have the uh, chef job. I have candidates lined up to interview. Three oh, for excellent. each. Now, you also need to deal with a crew and with your marines. So we're go- we're rated for two companies of marines. So we are rated for two companies of marines. Uh, one company, each company will be 30. You've been, I understand, uh, you mentioned these spider tieflings. Yeah. Um, they'll be here in a week, but I also had it in, uh, in my mind of, I don't know if you, uh, heard of the, uh, the mercenary company, uh, Brannigan's Blades. Not. I already heard about that in question. One of their, uh, sergeants, um, I believe it was, ah yes, uh, Moira Hammer is in town with a company, with indeed a company of 30. They've, I've, I took a li- the liberty of um, asking around a little bit. Thank you. They are experienced and they do come with their own equipment, but they demand a high signing bonus. Here's the thing. I figured as much. What's their asking price? For your marines? And for your crew, how experienced they are will make a difference. The marines will make a difference in the heat of battle. Loosely speaking, we can divide marines up into four or five levels of experience. Really. If you just get people off the streets, give them, uh, give them a musket and a, a weapon, we'd call them green. Then you've got those who are more trained, then up beyond that you have experienced fighters then veterans and elites but that requires a lot of more on hand sort of fighting and equipment so we're looking we'd be looking at hiring from these three bottom levels now bare bones marines we can just grab those off the street not a problem it will cost 240 gold to outfit them with a musket and a sax each 
Right. This is also true if you go with your plan of getting a company from the tieflings in Kyle. Not necessarily a bad idea if you have your heart set on the uh, spider tieflings, because, well, less tension between companies, which would be potentially an issue otherwise. Yeah, the only other thing I was considering was that if we can get the um, uh, the Brannigans lot, they've got experience fighting on the sea, whereas the tieflings won't. They do not. So the tieflings, from the way you've described the duel with them, I would say that they seem very skilled, but less confident on the sea. Those I would describe as being an experienced group. But their request yeah, well, we for... we could have one train the other, perhaps. Mm, but their request for the sabers and the muskets... You are looking at 450 gold to equip them. Alright, that's still doable. Brannigans demand 700 for their. Right. They are also an experienced group. And then there is, um. Well, there was an offer looking through in Kion. Apparently, there are some um, members of Goldtown who have their own equipment. I would call them trained. And they uh, would demand a signing bonus of 350. But, um, mm. frankly, you're signing. You are getting on some unfamiliar pirates. There might be an adjustment pi- period. Tensions, I understand. So it'll, it'll depend on your costings. So, bare bones, 240. Criminals, 350. Spiders, 450. But you're, there's only one company of those. And Brannigans, 700. Right. If you're committed so, to the spiders, you will be paying the 450 regardless. Well, we've offered it to them, so I think it's uh, only fair we uh, we follow through. So that's 450. That's 450. Just, check, just checking out of uh, character. Yeah. What our um, oh, uh, let me our have total. Look. Our total to play with is 3,950. Yeah. Obviously, okay. some of that will. I don't know. No, I've actually put in standard wages and supplies. Yep, that's all in that paid already. For. That's already happened. Yes, yeah, so this is all signing bonus. This and is extra like costs. literally what we have left to play with is three thousand nine hundred and fifty. So we're doing fine. You're at three five hundred yeah, after the tieflings. Like, yeah. That being the case, then um, I'm tempted to go more with the um, uh, with the uh, the tieflings and uh, uh, Brannigan's law because. They seem to be the uh, the best combination. We may have some uh, crew tensions, but we'll have to work that out um, as we go. I think then that uh, if I'm getting this right, we're uh, just over uh, a grand on those two. Yeah, one thousand one hundred fifty. Well, if that is your decision, then we talk about. Then let us talk about the general crew. Yeah. You will need, for the sake of this, we are going. You need to think in terms of hiring fifths of a crew at a time. So again, I did some investigation. First of all, landsmen, fine. There's hundreds of those. We can grab people off the street, and they won't even require a signing bonus. You Just can to cut in on maths. There's two thousand eight hundred left. Yeah. Thank you. Very useful. No worries. Yeah. So you so landsmen don't cost you anything, but for the purposes of crew morale, they are zero morale. So like they will make no effect on on your general morale level, uh, right. morale and quality level. 
Or we can get able seamen from here in Delay. There are enough of them that you could equip the outfit. You could get a crew which was entirely those. One thing I'll note is, uh, so, but they will demand a month's wages uh, for as a signing bonus, because they're more skilled. So each each fifth of able seamen you get costs you 120 gold, but it will put your starting morale and quality up by one. Cool. All right. So you start with a more more capable crew. Okay. There are also a few old hands. We could get as much as two fifths of the crew with experienced ones, but they expect sizable bonuses. So your old hands cost 300 per fifth, but add plus two morale. So it's essentially how experienced you are, your hand, you want them to be. Then we right. There... So if we had 1500, we could get the entire uh, lot as. Uh... As experienced seamen, but oh, well, you only there is only enough to equip two fifths of the ship of experienced oh, seamen. Mm. They're just on the old hands. Well, I, I think it's worth um, forking out for because the uh, the more experienced lot will, over the course of uh, time, uh... there are also a couple of other things I should warn you of. Firstly, tieflings. You were looking to hire tieflings from Kyle. Yeah. Again, I've. We spent a bit of time there recently, and I was looking around. My feeling from them is, you could get a fifth of your crew easily. Again, landsmen. Not experienced, but they'd happily fill out. Another fifth you could get if you were willing to do a signing bonus of 120, and then maybe up to a third fifth if you could talk them into it. That's, at that point, though, that would be nearly a tenth of the population <laughs> that you're looking at in Kyon. Wow. So that would be asking a lot of them to come round, which is why you can get a fifth of them easily. But again, be aware. The more tieflings you have in the crew, the more uh, tensions you're likely to have. Between How do you reckon that their uh, presence will affect morale? Depends. If you've got um, a fifth of the group were if a fifth were tieflings expect morale to be hit if two fifths or three fifths expect it to be hit more past that um, well at that point the tieflings outnumber the non-tieflings so <laughs> not really it's less of an issue but that's the thing discipline and time will, mo will even that out but it will mean that there will be initial issues with morale the other option is there is one group of um, goblins in town. They're sailors. They're experienced, much as the old hands, but they, they are actually only asking for one month's wages in advance, the 120 gold. But they are goblins, and goblin sailors have a reputation out of character. Coulson would know what that reputation is, but I, Sam, do not. Roll a history check. Okay. 14. You know that goblin sailors have a reputation for, uh, for theft and for, uh, uh, and for violence and drunkenness. Although, to be honest, that's a reputation most sailors have. Um, yeah. It's kind of hard to tell how much of how much of that is genuine reputation and how much of that is just good old fashioned racism. Um, right. But in particular, you do know that uh, a lot of the goblin heavy 
nations, kingdoms, and factions in Haldanos are inclined. Uh, do you still practice slavery to to one form or another? So you don't, and it's you've you've heard rumors that goblin uh, crews are likely to be a, 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 are all a bunch of slavers and thieves. But again, it's really hard to tell how much of hearsay is and uh, you know how much ever hearsay is an accurate representation especially of whole groups of people and how much yeah. of it is just from the fact that these these goblins are foreign <laughs> and people suck yeah yeah um once upon a time i heard an awful lot of rubbish about tieflings so i'm yeah i'm not inclined to uh, to judge harshly but so you can get a cheap experienced fifth but they're goblins I will say that uh, if you want the like all three of you are here talking this through with Vig as well if you guys want to chip in. I'll swan in about now. Yeah. Um I guess having, I guess having been nearby. Yeah, you guys have just come into the into where you're sitting. Uh I, I guess you're probably like in the pub drinking and talking. So you guys yeah. have just come in from your own business and settled down into the booth. Vig, have you met Marjorie? That's that is a pigeon. This is Marjorie. Oh. <laughs> We Marjorie learned a new jumps. trick today. Look at this, Mar- Marjorie. Do your new trick. Um, <laughs> get Marjorie to fly and land on Celestia's head. Marjorie lands on Vig's head. No! <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. <coughs> is, is she going to shit here? No. <laughs> Probably not. We don't honestly know. Marjorie flips over to you, uh, Scamp. Yeah, um, I have something to add. Go on. I refuse to have this ship outfitted any differently because people are intolerant fuckers. I tend to agree, although I think the uh, the best way to... Um, I just uh, refuse for that to come into it. Then it would On seem the best... On the ship, people will do better. Yeah... The best course of action then is to uh, hire the um, uh, the tieflings we can hire easily. Then um, hire the uh, the able sailors, the uh, the experienced sailors. Mm-hmm. The the effect it may have on morale should hopefully be. Um, balanced out, especially over the uh, the course of our trip to Sunder. If there are any um, uh, serious problems, I am perfectly willing to crack heads about this. I'll Ooh. zap them! I will happily murder people over this, to be honest. Um, the thing is, though, I was thinking mm. if I were a chiefling wanting to work on this ship and was worried about this sort of thing, I wouldn't want to work there if there were too few we want to give them numbers on their side. That's true. Well, Provided I would say the compliment. At is... least one fifth constitutes like a significant number of tieflings. Yeah, I would. I'd say you know, one maybe two fifths. We'll yeah. have a a unit like the the marines. Yeah. We're looking at between. Um, uh, if my maths is correct here. Um, between 44 and 88 tieflings. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're kind of hiring like 40 to 50 at a time in a fifth. I think... My gut is saying maybe two-fifths tieflings, because it'd be nice if they could feel safe. Yes, if we but, can get uh, them. And yeah, if there are like 130 point, tieflings, it's kind of harder to have a problem. You're in danger of actually having to persuade people to join that maybe don't want to, though. There's not True. that many the tieflings. Put something. I reckon we could get... I reckon we could get two-fifths in. You just need to spread a little money around. It's not that... From talking to them, mm. it's not that they don't want... People wouldn't want to go to sea. It's just... Some people have families, and they'd rather have that month's wages with them. Yeah, I quite understand. For, uh, yeah. for a person in, in... A lot of those tieflings are going to be in the position of having just moved here, not having an awful lot of... Um, Money. Well, not having an awful lot of money generally, let's face it, but um, yeah. you know, needing a, a nest egg for their family to properly get settled. We of would course, be providing uh, that. Scamp does have a point, though. We don't want to be making people come who don't want to. No, and I'm not suggesting for a second yeah. we do. We're not doing press ganging no. here, don't worry. Mm, good. Um, it's also nice that there's lots of tieflings in Kyle. I don't really want to take too many. <laughs> oh, I get that. The other thing, I think, is that when we're recruiting our other three-fifths, uh, we should let them know that there are going to be a lot of tieflings in this crew, and if they have a problem with it, they shouldn't join up. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should make that a thing from the start. Because, oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So if you're looking to hire <laughs> two-fifths as tieflings, it will cost you 120 gold pieces. Uh-huh. Um, for your remaining three-fifths, do you want to hire the goblins? Hmm. Don't know, honestly. I th- I, th- I think we've got a um, uh, we stand a better chance if we have um, uh, the uh, the more experienced sailors that we can get. Yep. It's absolutely nothing against the uh, the goblins personally. I just think that um, the the way that the uh, the tiefling crew and the non-tiefling crew are going to uh, interact with each other. It's going to help if there isn't a third thing in the mix. Yeah. The tieflings... Um, yeah. Sorry, the, the goblins, it's worth mentioning, the points out. I have um, took the opportunity of speaking to their, uh, lead, to their leader, Shen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've been sailing... F- as a they're, they're essentially one large family, a sort of extended clan... Oh. They've been on. They've been sailing for about twelve years. So they're experienced. Oh, they are That's as true. experienced as any of the old hands. It's just that they're goblins. They could be some of our experienced old hands. We need to talk to them and work out what their attitude what their towards deal is. us. Yeah, whether they're happy to take on slave ships. Yeah. yeah. That we need to know that that's something that they're. That is another concern of mine. Actually, is that um, we don't want a. Uh, a crisis of um, of alignments here. I think we've got to be really clear when people sign up. Yeah. yeah. So we talk to them. If that's something they're happy with, we take them. Yeah. I'm up for it. Because we are not taking slaves honest, unless to free them. No, I, I don't know. I feel like the more diverse this ship is, the more luck we're going to have in terms of helping people get on. No, you make a fair point. Uh, yeah, like if that... if there are a lot of different types of people, 
There's only so long you can fight for, whereas if there's one group of people who people see as different, mm. they'll be more well, of a you've... target, they'll be more specific, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I suppose uh, something else to consider is that if we can do it, it proves that it can be done, and other people may follow in our footsteps. I just, I want us to stand for that, you know? I want us to stand for people from everywhere getting on properly. Yeah. yeah. And showing right, so that a ship least... can sail for three months with all sorts of different people on it and be okay. Yeah. I, so... I'd i like us to be that. Yeah, I'm... We should uh, talk I'm to them, you though, because you're right. If, um, if they're not into what we're doing, they're not right. But I think yeah. it should... Frankly, it should come down to that rather than what particular lineage they are. Yeah, and if it's a family, that's quite nice. It is nice. They'll all be yeah. together. They'll be quite happy. And and they'll work um, as... Yeah. Well, they're used to working as a unit. Yeah. All right, so that leaves the uh, the final two-fifths, then. You could get all, again, you'd be paying 600 gold if you wanted to do it all as experienced hands, or it'll be 240 for for able seamen, or you can just do it for landsmen for free. Uh, I think it's worth getting experienced, people. Yeah. We've got I the agree. money. We have yeah. it, so let's do it. Mm. Okay. So, you go, th- uh, so to begin with, though, you said you wanted to speak to the goblins, so we'll do yeah. that next, then. Okay. So... Uh, the first thing you do, so you head to um, a portion of the of delay that you've not really been to. It's almost like a bit of a shanty town of sorts, um, just on the edges where some of the poorer people live. And on the edge of that shanty town, in a series of shacks, you find almost a tiny community of goblins. They all look unusual to you, even compared to the goblin community you saw in Alessant. They seem to be mostly um, shades of umber orange sort of skin. No hobgoblins, though, you can see. No bugbears, just uh, goblins. And they all have the front half of their heads shaved and a long queue of black hair down the back. Seems mm. to be a style. Uh, causing, you think you're familiar, you've seen this before in other ports. Is this a cultural thing? Yeah, this is a common style for um, goblin sailors ah, in particular. Okay. Uh, keeps, keeps the hair out of the face. Keeps the hair out of the face, yeah. There's still kind of like a like a like a, a prestige thing in having long hair. Mm. So, you ask around, escorted by the again the goblins, point you in the direction of a shack, where uh, one of the goblins looks up and goes, in slight kind of accented Joven. You are here to speak to Shen. Yes. That's right. Nods. They escort. They they invite you in. The, it's quite cramped as a shack. Uh, Celestia, you definitely have to crouch. So does Vig, but causing you're able to walk in quite easily. And you can see there is um, there are a few goblins in there playing dominoes. Mm. There is a central little burner, like a little oil burner, 
and on it there are resting points for long-handled opium pipes to set on. And you can see that some of the goblins are smoking from the uh, little bowls. Probably some of them would be reclining on yeah. couches, as usually they do. There's a couple, on, yeah. There's a couple reclining as they kind of, and they have little, little oh, sort of the lamp. Yeah. crude. Uh, they're less couches and more what look like beer crates, which have had some cloths straped over them. And they're smoking. One of them, seeing you approach, puts the pipe down, stands up. He looks. Much the same as any of the others, but holds himself with a little bit more confidence. Just wearing simple sailor's clothes, actually a little bit more lower quality than some of the ones that you're used to seeing. He puts a hand to his one hand to his chest, and one hand almost like in a little plane between his eyes. They're just between the pair of his eyes, and bows slightly. I do a slightly celestial theatrical bow back he waits for you to speak I understand that you would be uh, potentially interested in signing on with a ship as crew mm. that you that you and your family are experienced sailors and I could use such although I wonder. Inclines his head. What exactly would you be looking to get out of uh, a commission? Begins. To begin with, I would know who we would be working for. Okay. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. Corzinorhes at your service. We are... Uh, he repeats the strange salute. Shen Yu. Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Hello. This is our uh, uh, ship's mage, Scamp. Hi. Young. But experienced. Mm. As I've heard that uh, all of you are. Inclines his head. So we are. Clan Shen has sailed the seas for well over a decade. We have worked on many ships. We will work for a reasonable fee. One befitting our experience. What brought you to Kion, if you don't mind me asking? He, friends, we were part of a previous crew. We fled when the Reavers came. I see. We survived. Wow. We worked passage to get here. But we have not been able to make our way back to the Tang lands. Perhaps one day we shall return. Is that ultimately what you would wish for? 
It is a good, it is home. One day, perhaps the eldest of us will retire there. Perhaps I will. But we, we have lived our lives on the sea. Salt is in our veins. It is our hope to go there, go home to die. But to live, to live we shall be on the waves. But I ask, who is our captain? What manner of halfling? This one. I do not know you. Tell me who you are. Well, I've been a sailor for most of my adult life, and this ship and this command is the culmination of an ambition I have had for a long time. And what we are going to be doing with it, at least at first, is heading to Sunder, there to conduct certain uh, business and trade, but also, uh, if the opportunity should present itself, to free some slaves. And climbs his head. Seems hard to read, actually. Detect thoughts. Okay. The... Uh, or, okay, you focus in on his thoughts. You hear... Okay, so you hear... I don't probe, I just want no, to know no, what he thinks about that sentence. No, no, you hear his thoughts. So you hear... One moment. Um, try to get this particular one in place. Yes, yeah, so you hear him think... You hear him think... Interesting. I wonder... Are they a part of her crew? Will they follow... Are they followers of Chen? He... uh, Outwardly, though, he just inclines his head. Doesn't seem to comment either way on the slavery thing, but beyond an apparent acceptance. All right. You've no doubt been aware of the the revolution and what it is meant for Sewell. Well? I have. You hear him think. It has certainly meant that Sewell's navy has been busy causing trouble, taking up dock space in other... in Haldanos, while they wait for the problem to reveal... to resolve itself. Now they're coming back. Doesn't say any of this. Just thinks it. Well. This crew that we're putting together. It will be representative of the... The new world that the... uh, The government of Sul is trying to build. There will be none of the old rivalries, the old uh, bitterness 
We want to provide an opportunity for anyone who needs it and is willing to uh, to work, an opportunity to collaborate as as a crew, as no other crew has done before. Some of the uh, the crew will doubtless be former slaves. And this is something that will be a feature, not a... Not the ultimate uh, goal, but it will certainly be a feature of the um, the work we do on board ship. Again, you hear the thoughts. Uh, as he's sort of silently nodding and listening to this, you hear the thoughts. They are following in Chen's path. I have heard rumours about the other ship, the Hesperidia. I wonder... Are they part of the winds? Perhaps. Clans his head and openly says, There's a saying, All people are equally cruel. It does not matter the flesh they wear. You will get no fraction from us based on where your crew comes from. That's good to know, and it is my fervent hope and belief that, given the opportunity to uh, to do better, people will. We will not fight, but we will sail hard for you. You seem on a path of honour. Does he mean that in his head? He seems to think, I wonder, will you be a Chen or a Brandy? I most certainly um, consider it to be, and it is what I strive for. And I'm not um, recruiting for... Uh, for soldiers, what I need principally is uh, is sailors in this instance. Then I've heard that your reputation is well deserved. Then, once provided you are willing to take care of our expenses, gestures towards the um, <laughs> towards the opium and the and the dominoes, um, in the manner I have already communicated to your paymaster. We will be ready to staff your ship. Preparations can be made. Okay. I trust that there is going to be no conflict of interest with, uh, with regards to the um, our policy on slavery. Not at all. What do I hear? Very. You hear? I'll recast if it's you down. Hear him th- oh. Yeah, it's still th- going. You hear him think. I will not stop you, nor will mine. But many will. Even in his own thoughts, he's a very meditative, contemplative sort of person. Mm. 
you get a kind of weird you get a sense of both approval and distrust of Corzin or of people in general of Corzin and of uh, uh, yeah of Corzin but the distrust feels like it's of people in general Shen seems to be quite you get a feeling like roll an insight check because this is not so much this is like comp i'll give you advantage because of the thoughts reading mm-hmm. um that is an 18 okay you get the feeling that there's something about the way that shen keeps his features neutral and his own thoughts that makes you feel that shen is almost a, a little cynical like he's gone through a lot and it tempers a lot of his thoughts he purposely distances himself from things yeah Yeah. you get the feeling this is someone who has seen a lot and is not and is willing to take some steps but is not willing to gamble all on first impressions he might take a lot to warm up yeah yeah but he seems he seems to be willing to keep to his... He seems to be someone of their word. You get the feeling that there's... You don't get a sense of duplicity with regards to the, his promises. Certainly not reading his mind. But he is at arm's length a little. He will support the crew, but he won't get involved if things go bad necessarily. You get the feeling that he wouldn't necessarily put his... You get the feeling that he wouldn't necessarily put his, his people at extreme risk seems fair like they consider this a job this you know and they seem to they see they consider it a job possibly a job that they have professional pride in but don't necessarily buy into your mission um to what level do they not buy into the freeing slaves they again reading his thoughts like what you've read of the thoughts he doesn't seem to have any objection to fleeing slaves um with an 18 Again, there's a skepticism as to, almost as to you. Like whether we're capable. Yeah, something similar to that. Mm. Again, there's, there's definitely... But is he in support of it? It's, it's Even reading his thoughts, it's hard to tell whether he is in support of slavery, but distrustful that you can do it, or it's just simply ambivalent. In support of freeing slaves, did you Yeah, mean? sorry, in yeah. support of freeing slavery, uh, slaves. Um but distrustful that you can do it or just simply ambivalent to the whole thing this goblin is like even within his own mind a bit of an enigma mm. interesting yeah mm-hmm. like you don't necessarily get a pro-slavery read from him he just seems he doesn't really believe are, that we'll frankly be without plunging yeah. into his mind like there are some things which you just don't have context for to understand yeah I don't think he'd come with it as I plunge it into his mind so I'm not going to. Okay. Shen uh, forms the strange sort of salute slash bow again and then, ah, in your manner, extends a hand for you to shake, Corzin. I extend it and I shake his hand. Very well. I look forward to working with you. We shall prepare your ship to depart when it is... uh, We shall prepare your ship and aid with it with the final stages of its construction. And then Thank begins you. barking sharp commands in um, one of the Haldanic tongues to various goblins. Those who are less o- currently toked up on opium immediately jump up and start scurrying away. Those who are Hooked. 
take a good long puff <laughs> and continue playing the dominoes for a little bit. Get... I would be able to see the fact that um, Celestia is reading his mind, wouldn't I, because of the spirit sight? Yeah, you would. Mm. I turn to um, uh, Celestia and just as we leave. Give her a... Yeah. Um, I relay everything that I heard. Okay. Mm. Well, he seems at least like a pragmatist. I think he'll work well on the ship. I yeah. just don't think he believes in us yet. No, Which is well, fair. He's got no reason to. Hopefully that uh, there'll be time enough for him to come around to that, but at least we know for... Well, we're as certain as we can be he's not hostile to the idea. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, you're recruiting... You've, recru you've made your plans to recruit a crew. One-fifth goblins, two-fifths from the tieflings uh, recruits out of Kion and two-fifths will be old hands recruited from among these, uh, from among delay. You've selected your crew. You've selected your marines. At least, you've made your, you're at least initially planning to. You probably have a talk with the sergeant of the Brannigan's Blades company yeah. that's here. But that, and your interviews with your new uh, cook and surgeon, just because I'm looking at time, will be something that we will do next time. So, as you as the new goblin crew begin working and joining the remainder of the crew, uh, begin working, joining and kitting out the ship to their, both your and their satisfaction, we'll pick up next time. Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. In piles of ash, discard your past, then off a cliff and raise a glass. With treasures sold, our futures set, so why have we acquired more pets? So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.